Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 357. Hopefully you guys have had an amazing Saturday. I know I did. I can't wait to hang out with tonight's guest, a fellow Michigander, Michigan grower, Kanafari. How you doing tonight? It's a pleasure uh, you were able to take time and hang out sorry for my uh youtube popping up and playing in the background Sometimes i think it was mine <laughs> <laughs> welcome hey. welcome my friend tell us how you're doing and uh where we can find you hey thanks for having me on i'm so uh happy to be a part this is a really cool thing you guys have going here and uh eagle i really like your little uh podcast it's uh super huge honestly on youtube i uh I couldn't believe I didn't know about it. I really, really liked it. And uh, I'm just happy to be a part. And yes, I am in Michigan. That makes it more fun right there. And you know, this is actually, you're actually episode two of season two. You know, I'm actually, this is the second day of the second year uh, on this project. Wow. So I'm glad to have you. I'm glad Crush to have you in the early stages of year wow. two. Yeah, man. Season two, man. You just missed me loving it. I'm so happy all these uh, people come together and build this community. I think uh, that's one of the biggest uh, aspects that uh, make it so beautiful to do uh, all of what we do is a community. Were you able to uh, get your, I want to just make sure, you know, right from the get, you were able to uh, get your YouTube and your chat brought up, correct? Um, you know, I clicked that YouTube part, but I think it opened up a new link. So I see um, everybody here, but I, uh, I'm going to try pulling the smaller and uh, minimizing it maybe. Yeah, that's what I do. I kind of shrink the sh- screen and I kind of just pop up the other one. And there you go. And minimize right. screen. Perfect. Let's see. Um, do you know what? Make sure and go live, live chat as well. Oh, let's see. Uh top chat i gotta click live chat okay cool 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 and then uh i don't even know why they make you separate the two it's really kind of stupid you know i should have connected uh yeah fair enough i should have connected another screen seeing you know you what you can do as well is uh up in the top hand corner the right hand corner you click those three dots and it'll offer you a pop out like another pop out window Oh, really? And then uh, you can uh, go ahead oh, and flip wow. that over next to your Zoom screen. Cool. That was um, that was on point. Super on point. Oh, yeah. Pull this. Right on, everybody. I'd love to see everybody in the chat. Super cool. Super cool. 19 i'm sure they're just getting their notifications shoot last night we worked our way all the way up to 160 watching at once what that is beautiful man (laughs) yeah 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 i'm pretty proud of what what's happened here in the last year the the community uh that has built around the show pretty fucking amazing right no kidding um And you said you're in Michigan, too? Yes, sir. I'm up in uh, northern Michigan. I was uh, born and raised in the Genesee County area, but uh, 
kind of yeah i'm very familiar with that towards Creeley. oh okay 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 man that is super cool i can't wait to uh get you a package and uh get you growing some of this uh gear i uh I really, really like uh, to see a lot of the stuff go into Michigan hands because, um, you know, if anybody ever finds anything, you can always uh, make it back into the breeding program or whatever. And then uh, it's always cool because, um, you know, then cuts can float around and this and that a lot easier. I agree. I agree. And it, that should be always be an option for, you know, breeder tester you know what i mean if the breeder in my opinion if they were up, want a cut of that back they should be able to grab a cut of that tester back yeah it's for sure you know and i understand when it doesn't come back you know there's a lot of you know people lose things or you know it's they're really um, not into you know moving things back and forth like that and stuff like that and like you know when i uh, generally put seeds out there i really make it so you know you can do whatever you want and you know as be you know and uh you know i have uh, given a lot of really good cuts out there too and uh, i've seen them go into programs and you know told people hey man this is one of my favorite cuts try not to share it or whatever you know hold it and uh i've seen them spread and float and i can't really be angry it's it's a good thing to see cuts and things spread and go all over the place and it's just kind of different between every individual and how they feel about the whole thing so you know it's it, it, and I, I I agree with you, you know, being able to, you know, get it back or whatever and share is kind of like, you know, the beauty of community, like I was explaining earlier. And uh, some people, you know, don't, but, you know, it's all up to how they want to go about it once it hits their hands, you know. Well, with that being said, though, I'm right there with you about, the, you know, spreading cuts like that. Sometimes you get one that you want to hold on to. And there should be some type of respect when you pass it along. I had uh, a nine-pound hammer cut that was labeled the eagle cut that passed nice. around here in Michigan okay. to a few people. You know, and I got that cut from it was actually from the tester phase of the nine-pound hammer because I was a tester for sub cool throughout the years, and that one hit my hands. Wow. Pre-release. Awesome. And I found a, a nice one in it. And unfortunately, after that initial release, man, it went fast. That now first round of nine pound hammer went fast. Oh, and yeah. then there was a change in parents. Yep. There was a change in parents. So, you know, what was in that first round wasn't in the second round. You know what yep. I mean? So I had yep. a nice cut. So I kept it labeled Eagle's Cut because I knew at that point you'd be lucky to find it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And so I, I asked everybody, you know, don't give this out unless you give it, you know, you ask me first so I can kind of keep track of who's got it and keep some validity to it. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. Keep some you know, type of list. And see then, how you know, she's doing. She's, that's honorable, yeah. I think. Right. Yep. Yep. See how she's doing, how she's doing for other people. See what she ends up valuing at the whole, you know, everything, you know, go on, go on. And it, you know, but it, then it, it, it doesn't work out like that. I actually got pissy and kind of <laughs> let the cut go just because of that shit. And yeah. you know what happened with that is, you know, usually if I see that happen, I'm just like, okay, next round, uh, you just, you know, you no longer trustworthy like that. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't get the next round of goodies <laughs> usually, but that right. one went a little bit too far. So I just yep. cut it. 
it was yeah and you know it happens you know and like that's the thing you know if cuts don't float around you know they could be gone forever it's like um you know some of these really old strands you hear about in the forums you know they were either you know never shared or whatever or somebody got whatever and then uh the cut disappeared completely and then you know if there wasn't that person you know inbreeding the line or you know making the f3s f4s or whatever and getting them out there you know 10 years later we wouldn't have you know a lot of this stuff so you know it's kind of like this whole like you know and uh tricky battle and like i i, I definitely know what you, you know where you're at with you know tracing your cut you know you, you find something beautiful you want to see it go into you know all these different hands so you don't lose it yourself and all this stuff and you don't want people to you know you know drop you know the name or change it or this or that or you know you know whatever so you don't have track of it anymore and then you know you don't even know what happened you know and that's a lot with this older gear that i brought up you know people would change the name so much that you wouldn't even know what the heck happened to the line or if it was even still around and it probably is just renamed so you know it's 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 it's, it's this double-edged sword just constantly going around you know and um you know i've uh, definitely given out cuts that uh i've bred you know i uh, named the strand found the pheno after you know huge hunts put it out there in people's hands and you know not even a day later they've changed the name of the strand and you know it's just like what <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know double-edged sword always always and you know that nine pound hammer it's so funny you bring that up because that was a really really good one and it had you're you're so on the button about it and uh it had that initial release where it was so good and then the parents did change and it wasn't that great and anybody who had that initial drop had like seriously really really awesome nine pound hammer i i remember it very vividly because um somebody i also knew um got original release uh nine pound hammer and he was like oh man this strand is so good blah 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 he crossed it to something i'll have to check i think it was um chocolate twist or something and uh we, he made this like chocolate nine pound hammer he gave me like hundreds of the seeds and he was just like oh spread these out and stuff and i was uh giving them out for a while and oh man it is a beautiful 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 cross and uh you know he tried uh getting the nine pound hammer again later down the line to recreate the cross because he still had pollen and um it just didn't turn out nearly the same so um you know i i really cherish those original seeds <laughs> i do too i always keep a couple back to be honest with you if I yeah. get me a 10 pack, you know, I, I try to pop eight, yeah. keep two. I figure yeah. in a regular, in a regular seed run, I, it's a 50, 50 chance. I'll at least get one, one female <laughs> in the, in the, you know, you're, I want to bring her back. Hope. Yep. You're absolutely right. I mean, honestly, at this point of the breeding, you know, phenomenon, you know, most of the genetics are very, very like good all around. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of differences in that, but you know, most of the strands out there have beautiful appeal, smell, taste. I mean, some of the highs are lacking, I'll say, but I mean, you know, everybody's been kind of breeding for the same type of thing for 10, 20 years now. So, I mean, you know, to pack 10 seeds, you know, yeah, you will be able to see a huger um, amount of the um, population, especially at a breeder standpoint, you know, if you pop hundreds of seeds or this or that, you can really, really dissect the strand. But, you know, if somebody, you know, gets a good uh, strand, uh, you know, a 10 pack, you know, 
they could pop, you know, two, three of those seeds. And, you know, if they're regulars, you want to kill off the males or whatever, if they don't breed or whatever. I, I, I encourage everyone to breed. I think everybody should, but going on to what I was saying, you know, you can find really good phenos, you know, with a couple of seeds. Cause you know, I mean, in the last 10 years, you could pop one or two seeds, even off a bag seed and possibly find something good. Not saying that that is, but a lot of these big time strands were bag seeds. So, you know, a couple of seeds is all you, and like, there's so many strands and variety out there, you know, to pop, you know, 20 or 30 different seeds of one strand with like limitations and um, all this. And, you know, I, I see a lot of people getting a lot of different seeds. So, you know, they really look around, you know, you would have to really, really want to dig that strand to pop 30 or 40 seeds or more, anything more than like, let's say a 10 pack or standard breeder pack. And, you know, I, um, I, I put out five packs because um, I really like for people to be able to, you know, pay a smaller amount and just kind of dig into a line because, um, you know, seeds can get expensive. A lot of these prices go really high and to keep the numbers as slow as I can um, gives people a chance to try different types of varieties that are being created and not really have to, um, you know, bury so much or have so many seeds. And, uh, you know, I've collected seeds for a long time. I have more seeds than I could ever pop in a lifetime. So, you know, I keep thinking about things like that and I want people to get dig into the pheno. So, you know, um, there's a lot of factors to look in, you know, I could uh, speak on it in so many different angles. Can't keep them all as correct. Well, hopefully we get it. We get into some of that sometimes. And I'm a little slow sometimes on that mute button. Ah, Cause I go back and forth from mute button to chat. <laughs> so Excuse me if you see me mumble on a little bit before I catch that shit. That's so. okay, man. I'm, I'm looking at the chats the whole time. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm just reading up on uh, what people are saying too. Yeah, that's a very good company. Oh, sorry. Oh, we're just getting started. They're just filling in. Uh, so uh, let's, uh, we usually what we do is we get started right from the beginning. Uh, hopefully you can share a little bit of uh, your lead up to the cannabis, your uh, current cannabis sure. uh, phase in your life. So sure. basically, if you don't mind sharing, um, I always ask, uh, when was that first experience, if you don't mind uh, telling <laughs> us? So um, I remember being um, a freshman in high school, about 14 years old, and um I'm at the lunch table. It's uh, the beginning of the year. So we just got into high school out of the eighth grade there. And I just met a couple people because my sister was like a, a senior. So she knew some of the older crowd and uh, they had younger brothers and stuff like that. So I had met some people and uh, I remember being at this lunch table and uh, this girl was asking us if we wanted to go to Sadie's with her. And all of us said no. And I was like, oh man, like, why'd they all say no? Like, what are you guys planning on doing or whatever? And they're like, oh man, I'm going to smoke for the first time, this and that. And like, I had two other buddies there and they're like, oh yeah, man, I can get it for you and all this different stuff. And I was like, oh, I want to be a part of this. This is super cool. You know, my friends are, you know, about to try something. I want to be involved. Right. And, um, so, uh, we planned to like smoke later that night. I had one of them come to my house and, uh, traditionally, you know, I'm a Middle Eastern, so my family's grown up with smoking. They've always been smoking hookahs, the whole thing just, you know, it's always been around me. I just didn't realize what it was too much and uh, what they were doing. So I never really looked into it. You know, I was just a kid. 
So, um, yeah, you know, my buddy gets to my uh, house for like the first time and he's like, dude, what the heck? You got all this like smoking stuff, hookahs and like all this crap. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what any of this crap is. So uh, he goes and grabs one of those hookahs and, you know, we start just like uh, using that. And um, that was before the herb had came yet. So um, I'm just still waiting for these other two kids to come. And it's like later that night and we finally meet up with them and everything. And uh, we really spent the whole day trying to make like a small, like handheld pipe out of like all kinds of like trash. So we could like try this all out. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of those older kids came with us that uh, I don't know, it was like, um, one of the kids hockey team or something and he's all like yeah man I don't know what the heck you were thinking trying to smoke out of that thing just like made fun of this whole little pipe we put together and uh we were out there um so we all like smoked it I mean I, I we, he brought maybe like two or three grams I smoked like a good amount of it and I just couldn't feel anything I don't know maybe it was because it was the first time but we were trying to really smoke it and uh he had rolled it up into a blunt and then uh had some joints so we you know smoked a good amount but uh I don't know, maybe I was just too young or whatever. I always hear first time you don't really feel it. And I sure didn't. <laughs> I uh, remember we went to try to go to this party right after and uh, only one of the kids was on the list. So the lady was like, hey, you want to come in? None of you guys can come in besides this one kid. And the one kid was like, no. So she instantly called the like police to like look for this kid in my neighborhood. And um, we saw like a cop looking around. So we like ditched the stash and everything. And we just started booking it and we finally got away and stuff. And we were like all like, you know, hyped out, like, whoa, that was crazy. And then like the next day, my buddy, you know, calls me up and he's like, so what are you doing? I'm like, dude, we should go find that shit. <laughs> we sure went and uh, we found it and it was all wet and everything. We tried drying it out and, uh, making it work but uh it didn't but I remember like the third or fourth day after um you know we were constantly getting herb and um I definitely definitely felt um really really high I mean um uh, I remember maybe it was like the sixth or seventh day um we, you know we were like all right you know we tried some different bud from that one kid and we were like get real stone like really stone we we're like all right we need to save up and get a good amount of this stuff and uh you know, we were saving up our lunch money for like, I don't know, maybe a month or two between all four of us. And we finally had enough like to buy like an ounce of regs is what it was called. It was Reggie. We'd always call it Reggie Jackson or mids. It was just like the standard, like it always came stemmed and steeded. It was always like squished together, like almost like brick, but not still in the brick. And uh, it always had the same smell, taste and everything. Like it didn't matter if you were getting it from anybody else. If you knew what rags was in the mids and you brought it up, everybody knew that same taste, smell high. It was the same every time, no matter how many times you got it. It was always the same, same, like, it was weird because like, you know, now that I'm into genetics, I look back at that. And I'm like, I can't believe that shit was always the same. It didn't matter how many hundreds of people you talked to when you brought up the mids and regs, they knew exactly what it was. They knew exactly how it smoked, exactly how it came every single time, which was hilarious, you know? Yeah. And we would call it Reggie Jackson. So we, you know, we, we would pick up this stuff for a while. I mean, we were freshmen in high school. And uh, so the first time we grabbed it, um, it was one huge nug and it came in a newspaper and we were stoked, man. We were like, Oh shoot, this thing is huge. And it was just like maybe a little over an ounce. And, uh, we were picking off that thing for like a month, but one guy was only able to hold it. So, you know, he kept it at his house and he obviously, uh, smoked more pinners on all of us. And, uh, 
eventually we were picking up this uh, Reggie's for a while until we got a connection to the Canadian Beasters that was coming down. And it was just um, more golden, never seated. And it would just uh, really come golden. Like, I don't know, like Colombian gold kind of look or something, but it was Beasters. It wasn't that much better than the mids, man. It wasn't. And uh, we would have that for a while. And then like the chronic day just like literally came and it was just like, we got our first bag of like Kush or chronic it was called at the time. And um, it was like way dankier and it was way more expensive. I mean, you were talking about getting an eighter of the mids for like 25 or 20 or like 15 and eighter. And then the chronic would come by and they were like, no, this is going to be 25 or 20 a gram. You're like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And they'd be like, no, dude, it's just more superior. And you'd be like, all right, well, you know, whatever. I've been running the beasters and mids for so long. Let me just try this stuff. And uh, yeah, it would be like so much more spirit. You'd like smoke like one bowl and you'd be like, holy crap, like I'm instantly ripped. Like, you know, it was, it was, it was different for sure. And we knew it. And uh, we were getting that, we were force feeding that guy money. Like seriously, we would always just get the chronic, the push and it was OG. And there was like some chem that came through there that man, I, it was always the best stuff. He never had much of it and he would never try to give any of it up. And we'd always try to get it from him. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then like right after that, it was like, we really got to try, you know, we had this one guy that we ended up meeting. He was um, just picking up all the time and really like working it. And uh, he um, got into like professional gaming a little bit. So he like got all this money from playing like Halo 2. And he took all that money and would just start buying weed. So he would literally be like, yo, man, we're going down to Detroit and uh, I'm going to pick up. So we would hop into his car. He bought a like really awesome car. We drove down there and he would just drop us off at some random trap. And we would be sitting like literally like in the most sketchiest areas ever as he would be gone for hours at a time to go pick up whatever. And uh, it got sketchier and sketchier as it went on, of course. And uh, other you know things would be brought up and stuff. So we were just like, uh, you know, the whole thing, you know. But we, on um, you know, we ended up going to like drum circles down there and meeting all kinds of hippies and really really got a huge, huge exposure to all the varieties. I mean, I got to smoke crazy amounts of like widow, blueberry, um, strawberry cuff, um, skunk, um, like Maui Wowie, um, you know, Colombian gold, like, um, you know, I could go on with the list because I don't know what it was, but around the Detroit area, I don't know if it was coming from Canada down or whatever, but um, a lot of these different varieties that uh, I've heard so much about in all the years, I literally got to try like all of them as a kid. And, um, you know, I, I, I really appreciated, you know, these older cats we were rolling around with because they were really into all the varieties and they would make sure, you know, oh, you know, there's three different flavors at the room, you know, we're going to buy a little bit of this of all of them. And, you know, I would just happen to be with them or this or that and get to try so many varieties. I like specifically remember you know blueberry you know bud that literally just reeked of blueberries no matter how and your mouth would taste like blueberries or like white widow that was just so white the bud was just like iced out white and things like that and then you know as I got into it older um down the line and uh was able to get into like the um growing aspect i had a guy who was uh seeing that i really enjoyed a lot of strength because i was uh, doing a lot of glass work and he was all like man why the heck do you not grow this stuff and this and that. i'm like dude i don't know i'm not allowed to or whatever and he's like no no blah blah and he kind of got me into whatever and uh he um noticed that i was like really into all the strands and he was the one who got me started with um trying them out um and uh first couple of cuts i had were um 
bubblegum times bubblegum is called bubblegummer. And I think that's, um, you know, it's made by the, in the U.S. or something, you know, if you ever hear the bubblegum story and then uh, passed off to another um, European company and he uh, crossed it to itself and made uh, the bubblegummer and really pushed that one out. And uh, so it was just bubblegum times bubblegum. And then um, I also got to do a Northern Lights Big Bud, you know, a couple cuts of that. And uh, this, uh, I got a red diesel too, and that was anything but diesel. And <laughs> it was red for sure, but it wasn't diesel. It didn't even grow. It was like the smallest, like most like runt of a plant ever. But um, the Northern Lights to Big Buds, those were huge and uh, really beautiful cuts. And the bubble gummer was really something great, you know, and these cuts were from seed. You know, they weren't floating cuts. You know, some older guy had popped a seed. He couldn't keep them around. My buddy, you know, wanted to get me started. He gave them to me and, uh, you know, threw up some lights with me or whatever. I, you know, I tried my first run there. And uh, at first, you know, I thought they were crap. I was like, man, like, oh, I could have, you know, I just tried so many varieties in my life that like Northern Lights, you know, I had, had so many bags of Northern Lights that just was just so generic compared to like a lot of the OGs and gassier strands that I was getting. And uh, the bubble gummer was pretty good, but you know, they were just weaker than I wanted. You had to really smoke a good amount to like uh, get you there where like, you know, I was able, you know, he would, you know, the buddy who gave me these cuts would bring over like some chem dog, and, you know, you take one hit of that stuff and be good for like a couple hours. So, you know, it was really hard to, you know, and I just thought, oh man, these strands suck. Well, now I go back and I wish I still had those cuts or at least seeded them out or anything. All right, let me let me check on this uh, comments here. You know what's funny is uh, I can appreciate you know it sound. Do you know well? <laughs> I used to get my at one point. I used to get some smoke from a cat that I made yeah, trips yeah. And that's how it kind of Detroit all the, the time. Um, and, so yeah, uh, that he was did, kind of like he my went intro to, to my first plants and how I got like all the way up to it. And, you know, this was like a 10, 15 year stretch. I just explained there, you know, maybe even longer, 20 or something. <laughs> I don't even know, 30, whatever. No, not 30, but, you know, really long stretch there. And, uh, you know, I really got to see a lot of it evolve and like, I guess the Michigan scene. And, you know, by the time I got into breeding, you know, I was so heavily involved with like, um, different strands and stuff. And, uh, I had a lot of buddies that were doing big things. I had family doing a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, I, uh, the, one of the guys that I was really uh, close with who uh, got me into glass and uh, making glass art and, uh, you know, being really involved with uh, breeding. I wasn't breeding at the time. He, uh, he was the one who got me into breeding. He was a close buddy and he would uh, see that I would, you know, be getting a lot of strands. I was getting, um, you know, because I started with those varieties, I just wanted to keep continuing, uh, you know, getting more clones and or whatever to try different flavors out that I could run, you know, personally see from the plant aspect and all the way to the bud. And uh, I met a lot of these older guys in Michigan. I mean, Michigan, I don't know what it is, but I swear like half of the people I meet are like literally like 60, 70, been doing this for a long time and just kind of doing their own thing. And uh, they were giving me a bunch of cuts and I got to try a couple things. Um, it wasn't until, I don't know, maybe later that first year I got into a cannabis cup and I, uh, 
I got there late. The whole thing was over basically. And I'm over there like trying to get in there telling me I had to pay and like all this crazy stuff. And, you know, I, I got in there with my glass and everything and all the booths were closed. Nobody wanted to trade for glass or anything. And I was like, oh, shoot. But then I uh, ran into uh, Cali Connections is who they were. And uh, it was either Swave or one of his like close buddies or whatever. Who I, was, I don't know if it was him or whatever. You know, he walked up to my glass saw all this beautiful stuff he said and he goes you know what get whatever you want to his crew members and he grabbed stuff for himself or whoever it was that was running the cali connections booth they got a bunch of glass and stuff for me and gave me like a whole bag filled of just beans of all these different things they had made and uh you know i brought them home and i was geeked up on them i didn't even try to like breed or anything like that i was just trying to pop my first seeds and uh it was a process, you know, I threw a lot into the ground that didn't go anywhere and I wasted a lot of good genetics. I know that right away. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, whatchamacallit after that, I, uh, I, uh, was, uh, seeing that I got some plants like SFB that didn't grow really nice compared to the, uh, the other ones. And I thought they were garbage and they ended up being really good. And that kind of started my hunt of like really checking things out closer and, uh, you know, trying to do some uh, breeding work. I ended up running into rabbit hippie down the line and he, uh, gave me some of my first seeds to breed with. It was in, uh, 98 or 1986 here. BX3 skunk. And, uh, double purple doja black russians so uh yeah and then i started my breeding work with them um i have people who do green uh houses outside um i try to feed them seeds so that way you know i can see them outside um me myself i uh really have been only able to work in smaller areas my whole time with it unfortunately this is like i've just kind of moved into uh, a bigger area and uh so you know i've really been doing small breeding and just kind of doing selections that way so that way I could you know pop most of my seed and just kind of see the selections out and then uh now I hope to do a little bit bigger of hunts or I don't know see things in a bigger scale oh rabbit hippies up here he's a mutual friend of a for a while I know him somewhat uh you know he, yeah you know definitely know each other cool. uh friend of a friend but uh he's definitely hunted down that uh thin mints yeah you know, man you know he's the pheno hunter of the thin mints man that's a fucking great cut if you if and, you uh, ever also hit... you know b-man as well you know the, the yeah. b-man cut of the cookies there yep 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 uh that's uh that's another dude i'm pretty sure um or um you're talking about the b cookies there that's another yeah, yeah, close yeah, yeah. Yep, that's another close friend. He's a good guy. He uh yeah, I you know, and if you ever have the chance to uh, then, then of course then you know probably my friend JC. <laughs> um probably mutually, would, you know, and that's the thing, you know, when he, I was, he uh, would be the connect, he would be the center of the two. <laughs> that's okay. how I know them both. Oh wow, that's <laughs> super cool. Small world, man. And like, you know, I met you know, I was making a lot of uh grateful dead steelies i this old guy taught me how to make these glass pennants and i was making them for a while so i don't know i got connected through uh rabbit through uh um you know whatever circles on that end and you know he was showing me the one he had from the original dude and um stuff like that and man if you ever get to chill with that guy he is a trip and a half super awesome super cool like uh he's really super knowledgeable and has had a lot of really great cuts come through his hand and really good at finding stuff i mean 
he didn't get to where he was at by some bullshit. I'll tell you that, man. He, uh, you know, some of my best cuts that I've held for a long time, man, he was the one who hunted those down. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm grateful for anything he's put through my hands because, um, damn dude, they <laughs> are superior. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've popped a bunch of seeds. I'll get a bunch of clones from a bunch of random people and people will be like, Oh, this is the cream of the cream, blah, blah, blah. And I'll put it up against like, you know, strawberry cough, which is a very old cut. And that strawberry cuff will literally knock a bunch of things out of my grow. <laughs> super cool i'm so happy you know those people so that's that's really cool man and you know you know be the bee cookie cut and him man he's super awesome dude you know i haven't met him in maybe i have and it's been a while i just can't you know i talked to him online and stuff and uh he's super cool and uh you know it just goes to show how like a lot of these michigan cats know each other and stuff man that's so cool on the small world there yeah, he's a good dude, man. He, me and him have smoked out many a times, many awesome. a times. Actually, the three of us. And, man, me and the B-Man, have, he gets, he, that is one of the funniest guys to talk cannabis about. Well, I used to, he, he is very one of those guys that he organics and preaches yeah. pH. P preaches his pH. And, I've always been fucking like very seat up in my pants on my grow. And he hated that. He hated that. Oh, we got we dab sit and have some do beautiful, beautiful dab sessions yes. of that uh the bee cookies wax he'd always have and just have some fucking very heated conversations on his end. I'd be like, calm down, brother. <laughs> 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 That's so awesome. Uh, that's hilarious. But oh man, he is an awesome guy, amazing grower. I I've tried to get him to get on the show, but some of them great cats just don't like to uh to be, be public, I guess. So, you know, I respect him for that. I respect him. I'm right. grateful to know him, so you know, but definitely a fun guy. Definitely. Yeah. Fun guy. I, I don't blame that too. You know, a lot of people are doing their thing and uh, they've just been used to, you know, you know, every, you know, when I started with this whole deity, the last thing you do is tell anybody anything. So, <laughs> you know, I don't blame that. And uh, man, that's super awesome. Yeah, man. Um, and the thing you touched on organics and all that, you know, I started with organics and then I, you know, I got convinced that, you know, oh man, what are you doing making teas? This is all poops and compost. What do you, what do you think you're doing? And I would like tell them, man, this is superior, blah, blah. And they'd be like, dude, just go get some bottles, blah, blah, blah. So I had buddies that worked at the, you know, hydro stores and, that, and they would, you know, come over with like, you know, those huge brand new boxes of like uh, this or that nutrients and be like, yo man, try this out or try this out and eventually you know i tried all these different nutrient companies and i still uh if i want to do salts i'll do jacks and then if uh you know and then do some supplements and things like that and uh or you know if somebody tells me hey try this new product i'll do some salt lines but uh i'm where i'm at now i kind of have to switch back to uh organics because um it's a very limited kind of thing in this area. So organics is probably my best bet. Unfortunately, dab time is right. So if you, if you don't, uh, if you don't mind, I have to correct myself on this argument because it was so, so long ago that, you know, me and him had this conversation that had to been like two ten, 
right, 2010, right. something like that. Right. And he he is he is a cocoa peat grower. I remember he was actually buying large bales from Home Depot and mixing up his own uh, bales of uh, grow medium. Right. And at the point. And that's why his he was always arguing pH, 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 because I was in organics at the time going, it should take care of itself. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It's fucking right. organics. And he, yeah, that's, I had that quite the opposite, quite the opposite. Yeah, that was, but that's, I'm, I, made, I made sure, I made sure and clarified this because I'm going to hit him up tomorrow and tell him what we were talking about him to watch right. the show. So yeah, and, and, I, know, I wanted to make sure you clarify before you watch. <laughs> right. right. And, you know, the thing about that is, you know, um, there are definitely, you know, organic ways to get the pH and everything. And um, there's also microbes. I'm not a pro, and I'm pretty sure the microbes balance it out, but you should definitely be keeping track because in my area, if you're doing organics and uh, you don't... Um, you know, the water is very hard here. Very, very hard. So you would be putting metals into your organics for sure. So um, I could see where maybe pH would be some, you know, and that's that's an argument in itself, you know. So I'm not trying to get on that because I can see both sides easily. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, that, well yeah. It, and again, that was a long ago, you know, shit. Fucking. Right. Right. I got 10, 10, 12, 11 years experience on that conversation right. now. Right. You know, but still, I, I was, I think I was still pretty qualified at that point. But, right. and how do you know? It's one of those things. And things have changed <laughs> with that area too. Right. Nowadays, man, there was a time where I was sitting in that very same seat going, man, uh, I hope everybody's testing their shit because I'm worried about this Flint water, heavy metals developing in cannabis and everybody looking at me like, watch. I'm like, no, seriously, I'm worried about this because the plants usually worry, takes in heavy metals. And even though we flush out, you know what I mean? Heavy metals like that were being found in the Flint water would still be, in my opinion, caught up in the plant, no matter how many times you flush no. that shit out. You know, I um I look into a lot of the um things a lot of breeders say because um you know what you just said there is very very true. You know what is this information? This information is uh, information we've told each other and what's worked in our situation. So there's no correct answers now. There's a lot more because science has been involved and people have taken this to quite the levels with you know legal you know end of things coming together but you're right you know at the time obviously you know it was all you know well i've tried this and i've tried that and this what works and you maybe you should try this so you know i i can definitely see that completely so what are you smoking on over there i'm firing up too so fair enough um <laughs> it's been a um Blue cookies, which that clone, man, he's been being ran around here like crazy. Blue cookies all day. And then it's a. I think I lost you there for a second, Cam. Could be me, though. Cheers, everybody.
Kana, can you hear me? Can Chad hear me? <laughs> can anybody hear me? Hi, obviously Kana. Come on back, Kana Fari, whenever you are available. He did warn me that he had uh, somewhat of bad internet connection, but he'll be back. He'll be back. Bud's hella good. Cheers and welcome to the show. I like always appreciate seeing those new names comfortably. No, might be Miss Madam T. Cheers to you. Always a pleasure to see you in chat. Jason Einstone, T. Barrington, how are you doing? John. We'll give him a minute. He'll be back. I'm sure he'll be back. It's been a great conversation thus so far, too, man. I'm really enjoying this. I hope he's able to to get a new connection and come back. Ah, Shredder 911, you're funny. So how you guys doing in chat? What are you smoking? Detroit River Rat. Cheers to you, Kazoo. Cheers, my man. always dig hanging out with Chad. I actually like when I get to hang out with Chad here for a second. Hopefully his phone just went dead. Celeb, cheers. Is that Cal B? Should I be saying that Cal B or is it Celeb? Cheers to you. Welcome to the show. Hmm. So I am smoking on some of the American ones, Godiva which I am I am very much enjoying to be honest with you. The water board shut that shit down. Could be, could be. I doubt it though. Ah, it'll be back. It'll be back. Smoking grow Fraser Grim glue. Oof. Man, that'd be some brothers grim shit, man. I bet you that's good. I bet you that's good, man. I'd like to have sample some of that myself automation is freedom cheers to you as well what date was it that you wanted to come on automation so i could put that in the book i can just space that off till now i <laughs> please refresh my memory so i can put you in the book mother's tongue that's a fucking good one right there be too crazy for you i grew that one out when it was first released as well pink hash mother's tongue gave me a beautiful fucking Pink hash. Oh, man. Very good. Very good string. I think I still got mother tongue seed somewhere from back then. Lexi. My girl, Lexi. Love you, girl. Prometheus Soil. How you doing? Smoking that purple plasma. Nice. That sounds good as well. Is it purple in flavor? Or is it purple all together? It's just purple in the name. USC was wild. Oh, man. What did I miss out on, BX Gunner? Tell me. Who was the top fights tonight? i kind of been spacing that shit the last few weeks. Who fought? Who fought BX Gunner? Come on back, Canafari. 
was just getting good. <laughs> oh, 52 watching. Don't bail. Don't bail. He'll be back. I got a feeling he'll be back. Just following three males in that tester tent. Are you going to keep them, Kazoo? Who's the main card tonight? Chad or BX Gunner? You need some plant testers, chronic runners. Oh, nice. They've been a good fight. Ah, here's Canafari. He's back. Cheers. Did I return? Hello? You're back. Hello. Hey. <laughs> We're back, my friend. So, uh, I don't think I, I... Did I get what you were smoking on? I think that's right about the what you fell out there. Okay. Yeah, um, smoking on some uh, blue cookies, and it's mixed with a... Uh, a Tropicana cookies lemon pheno. Oddly, it's um an interesting pheno. It was running around for a while, but that blue cookies really made uh, the Tropicana pheno drop right off. So uh, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of that blue cookies, and uh, I've been smoking it now. It's really gassy, surprisingly. I do taste like a little bit of a blue kind of. I mean, it looks more of like a blueberry, but. Um, Man, it's super gassy. It's really, really nice flower. I'm surprised. Might have to bring it into the breeding, you know, since, you know, I've seen it in such scales now. I'm like, well, you know. So I just kind of want to rewind a little bit back to, you know, the beginning. The beginning phase is not like the beginning, like the beginning kind of growing stages when you were talking about there. It's kind of a couple of things just because of the locale that kind of <laughs> uh, uh, make me smile is uh, one I kind of briefly mentioned a cat named Al. I got I used back in the day that used to get some smoke. Some that was back when like it was stepping up from the brickweed to the okay. better bud. Okay. And uh, we'd give Cal, we'd give Al some cash, and he'd fucking run down to the fucking Detroit area and score us some fucking good weed. And Al yeah. was kind of hippie esque. He had the big fro. He actually do, knew the dude from uh, the Black Stripes. Really? Uh, the the lead. Yeah, because he's from the Detroit area too. And Al used to fucking rock, sit around in the hippie, you know, tire session, yeah, okay. and rock okay. out with okay. a lot of people. Right, and right. Uh, so that kind of reminded me of that. And then you were saying the the drum sessions, uh, and which yep. I think are amazing, man. The energy that goes around in them drum sessions are fucking, oh. I, you know, if you, if you haven't been around one of these guys, you should at least check out once one in your life because that rhythm, that energy that goes around in them drum sessions are amazing. Am I oh, not yeah. right there, Kenna? Oh, yeah, dude. That is like the 
that was the best way to put it. I mean, I remember, you know, I'm just this like, you know, sophomore or uh, freshman up to like my junior year, you know, I'd be going and they would meet like every Wednesday, this little drum circle in the back of the alleys where all this graffiti was and stuff. And they would be, they'd smell like shit. And first of all, and that was the funniest thing. They were literally like dirty hippies and all of them would have these bands and stuff and just come out and there would be so many of them. And they, you know, multiple drum circles, just ultimately playing and all of them would have stories going on and talking about, it was just like this crazy little world of people just, I don't know. And I remember specifically this one time, this band came up, you know, as always, and these guys came out and they're like, yeah, man, we go around selling glass. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, and they're like, oh yeah, glass pipes. I'm like, what? Like, and I had one and I'd seen a couple, you know, this is like my early on. I, I definitely ended up seeing a bunch of pipes, but uh you know, this was when I was like younger off and like, you know, they open up their van, it's just loaded with bongs and pipes and all this shit in there. And I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, yeah, dude, it gets annoying trying to sleep around with all the glass. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> so funny. You're definitely right about them hippie circles, man. You know, and they would always have some fire herb and this and that. You'd be able to smoke on, you know, all this great stuff. Most definitely, most definitely. It's a fun circles right there, too. I actually, you know, I've had a, a fun, weird path, but yeah, I kind of, I didn't follow the dead, but I kind of hung out in a lot of them type of circles back in them days and uh, definitely experimented with a lot of psychedelics back in the day. But uh, a lot of fun crowds, man. Then, you know, I still still lean to that type of crowd myself you know i think that's one one of the backbones of the cannabis community is that type of you know people and i think that's what i love so much about the cannabis community is that same very same type of vibe that i got from way back then and that type of atmosphere. i agree you know and that, that was the thing you know that little exposure as being like uh, in high school you know as i got older and uh, was going to a lot of the you know for Detroit, it was techno and, you know, electronic scene was like, you know, early 90s. That was what it was here. And, you know, I was going to things like that. And uh, it was weird to me because uh, I didn't know anything about jam bands or the Grateful Dead or anything. You know, I grew up um, born, you know, I grew up, you know, Middle Eastern. So I didn't even really know English too well. So, um, you know, when I was going to a lot of these electronic shows and stuff, I was having a great time. But, you know, a lot of them would be thrown on Native American reserves and all this different stuff. And I'd go to like festivals and I remember you know the first guy you know that that old guy who taught me how to uh, you know blow glass you know he, he kind of introduced me into this technique he was doing and uh, showed me the light of like you know the Grateful Dead and just like jam bands and how like a lot of the music from the 70s alterating up to you know uh, what I was going to which was like you know electronic stuff was all a connection of their way of you know doing festivals and now it's turned into this whole thing and you know you bring up you know how you know the cannabis was involved with their kind of culture and it sure was you know that old guy you know he was like 80 when I met him man like 70 something and you know he had been traveling with them and you know he'd seen a lot and you know he taught me everything about that and I you know started to really see the light of you know jam bands and things like that and you know all of it's good whatever you like's good you know I don't blame people for not liking the Grateful Dead or this or that, you know, I wouldn't have known them if the guy who didn't mentor me didn't bring them up. So, you know, it's a whole thing. And, you know, he showed me that culture, brought me into that culture and, you know, 
I got to really see that whole thing. And, you know, it really showed me the power of chem dog. I'll tell you that, you know, I really got to smoke, you know, some of the super fire chem dog, like all the time stunks, like a lot of Hawaiian, a lot of, uh, you know, all this different stuff. And I just remember, you know, being stoned off my ass and you're right, you know, getting that exposure to other things and, you know, you know, getting trippy and, you know, just all of it and you know I was making art the whole time so you know for me as I would try a lot of um, strands or all of it you know I would you know see how I felt you know making art on you know all the different stuff and you know like uh, you know growing with all of it. it it was it was a it was a fun exposure I you know I still enjoy all of it you know and I uh, you know I keep all of it a part of my culture you know as it you know a lot of people don't really look into jam bands as much anymore because you know electronics in the music industry have really taken over so you know instruments kind of are not you know but there's still people out there you know pushing them and all that and you know it's just whatever you like and you know that's a beautiful thing about uh cannabis is uh it brings all different types of people together all different types of people together. you know people who don't you know like just <laughs> i can't even you know that's the thing you know cannabis will bring some but two people together that wouldn't hang out together and you know, a different setting if it wasn't if they want to, you know, smoke a J together or whatever. So yeah, you know, it's 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 all the you know connections and the correlation of bringing it all together. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably lagging on my side. It's um, yeah. No, I hear you. You know, most people are saying you know it's all smooth. It sounds smooth on my end. So we'll just just roll with it. So uh, you know uh. I, I want to say shout out to you, you know, much respect. I hope that, you know, through no matter where life takes you, no matter where cannabis takes you in the breeding that you ought, you keep nurturing that artistic side of yourself, you know, even, you know, even in the glass, you know, aspect of your career there that uh, it takes, you have to, you have to see the piece before you can, you know what I mean? Pick up any glass. You have to have an idea, division. Right. And I honestly, in this day and age, that's that's an ace in your hole, in your hand there, brother, because that's where a lot of people fuck up in life, to be honest with you. As, you, as people get older, they tend to lose that ability, the creativity, to be able, the imagination, the you know, artistic side of them. And when they lose that, I believe they lose the ability to kind of push themselves forward. You know, I'm a big person that believes in manifestation for one thing. And that's one of the keys in that is you have to see it, you know, and, and in anything, you know, carpentry. Hey, you have to see the house before you can build it. You know what I mean? But, you know, in anywhere you have to see the dream clear as a bell and as an artist, glass blower. You know, you obviously have that that ability. So no matter where, you know, life takes you now, you always please continue to nurture that side. <laughs> hey, man, that is a blessing right there, man. I, uh, those are very beautiful words. I mean, shoot, man, you nailed so many beautiful points that, you know, I uh, really cherish, you know. Um, for you to see all of that, you know, it makes me see that, you know, you're into that same kind of, you know, connection and a lot of people are and you know it's you know seeing you know you know it you know more with it you know we're all human beings living this life experience and we can be very dull and go every day just 
get up, go to work, get up, go to work, you know, but, you know, if you step out every day of that little comfort zone and try to really think about things more and just like whatever and try to really die, you know, you have your own mind to play with and, you know, work on things and really, you know, talk to yourself and grow with yourself and grow with other people and, you know, that whole thing. So, you know, that kind of thing keeps trickling on and, you know, cannabis is one of those friends that, you know, are, is there to keep you creative and keep you, you know, your mind moving and growing and all this kind of uh, aspect. And like, uh, that's a very, you know, key thing you touched on there, you know, is keeping that, you know, creative and energy, you know, aspect alive, you know, when, you know, let's say you're waking up and, you know, you have to water today, you know, look at those ladies and tell them, Hey man, you guys, you guys, you guys are awesome. You make this thing possible. You make, you know, me possible this and that, or, you know, when you go to work and, you know, you have to, you can clock in or whatever. You're like, you know what? this shit sucks, but, you know, it makes my life move, you know, when you're at your whatever you have for a home and, you know, all this different stuff, you know, it's great to have anything, you know, we all work to get what we have and, you know, keeping ourselves, you know, active and alive and creative and full of energy and just like everything that makes a human awesome is like the whole aspect to, you know, that human experience and, you know, you know, when I'm, thinking about seeds and strands and all this stuff and you know it's not about money or anything it's about you know getting what I think I think is good making a bunch of beans of it and trying to get it out there because you know I want other people to enjoy beans or whatever and think that you know I had a rough time getting clones and all these good things and meeting all these scary people and like I could tell you a lot of horror stories it's not all great and dandy you know and it sucked the whole way and like you know like I was in a lot of terrible situations like really worried you know most of the time so you know as I got into this down the line I wanted to you know make things easier for other people getting into it and glass itself you know I definitely you know when it comes to teaching people or getting people into it you know I really try to show them the light because you know when I was getting into it it sucked it wasn't easy and um, all of it so you know and you know that's it shouldn't be rough on each other you know humans should be able to work with each other and show each other things and not you know get mad because you know whatever and you know that's you know somebody you know you get into genetics or this or that and people get mad about this and that well it's like well we have all this great stuff we should really share it you know i totally agree i totally agree and that's you know exactly the environment I kind of, you know, that's the type of environment that I try to uh, encourage around here in the wormhole. You know, that's the type of, you know, that's the attitude we should have, we have in the wormholes is that we have conversations, you know, we may disagree and grow styles, but, you know, we should be able to hear each other out, you know what I mean, as growers, it should be a fun. Uh, I had um, one of my favorite conversations uh, was with uh, oh, shoot, oh, give me a second. There's been so many 300 plus. Uh, wow, it's not me. Uh, Medi, uh, Medifit. Uh, and I know I probably just fucked that up. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's okay though. I'm, I'm sure you'll, you know, but uh, he we're sitting there talking and, and he he said, All right, uh, what's your argument? And I looked at him and said, There's no argument here we're having a conversation you know what i mean i'm listening to your points hopefully you'll listen to mine and you know what i mean neither one of us have to 
decide or argue our points, you know, this is a, you know, and it definitely changed the tone of the conversation, but that's the way, that's the way it should be. You know what I mean? We should be able to hear each other out and pull out the good points. Medically fit. Thank you, Jason Ashstone. That's the second time you saved my ass tonight. Medically fit was right. on and we were having that discussion. No, the, and uh, the thing about that is, you know, we're all trying to do the, the respect to the plant. And when it comes into our situation, you know, maybe that was whatever growth style you were given or shown or you felt was like and you started that way or whatever whatever it is that you're you're fighting about that style or whatever it is you brought yourself to that point the other person you're fighting brought themselves to that point so somewhere down the agreement somebody's got to realize well hey man we both got into this differently we both see it differently and guess what it's both working for us we both respect the plant is your shit green is it fire at the end does it taste great does it do everything great well congrats congrats because that's what it really comes down to it doesn't really come down to um yo i'm doing this better than you you're doing that better than me this and that this whole competition thing that really kind of takes over people's mindset I think kind of destroys a little bit of like what makes it beautiful. And the thing that makes it beautiful is we are all doing this differently than each other and it's working. Could you imagine like everybody getting apples and then being like, yo, we're going to all grow apple trees, but you know, we're going to do it all differently from each other. And then really being successful in all the different ways. That'd be such a beautiful thing to be like, yo, I did this and it was different and it worked. And I did that and it worked and this and that. It would be like a big, like, wow great thing but no in our world it's uh no i'm doing this better i'm doing that better and it's it shouldn't be that way and i get it you know some people really you know maybe get more weight or maybe you know this or that it smells better it comes out better it's easier or all this but you know all it comes down to is is it green the whole way through does it come out looking great did it smoke and taste and you know do what it needed to did it not like you know meant or your you know healthily you know did it, did it damage you no good because that's the things that are going to matter you know more than you know how it was done at least in my eyes oh hell no i like you brother i like you i couldn't have said it better myself that's exactly the way i do say it most of the time you know what i mean it is exact. I argued that point just like it couldn't have been eight nights ago. Same thing where somebody was on. We were discussing weight and yield and all that. And I'm like, you know, it ain't about that. It's medicine. And, you know, it's medicine for me, just like you're saying. Being there in the garden is very therapeutic for me. And spending all that great time with my plants is, ugh. You know, I, I should be paying somebody else for that experience, to be honest with you. And then when it comes to harvest, as long as it's a good medicine that I enjoy and my patients enjoy, I'm not looking to fucking get rich on this shit. I'm looking to make people healthy and happy and, you know, be able to do what I love. That's it. That's it. That's all I want to do. Plain and simple. It isn't about, you know, ugh. once it gets to that other level, it's just frustrating and it kind of burns it out for me but for me it's just like you said it's the experience it's the quality of the medicine and making you know people happy with what you do you know bottom line yeah and uh you know that's 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 the way it should be and like you know you're in such a good seat to you know be able to do it you know and you've got such a 
you know, calm personality and, you know, you keep it really level. I like that, you know, because, you know, a lot of people are going to come through here and say a bunch of different ways of, you know, whatever they think is right. And you know what, all of it is probably right. You know, there's no wrong way unless your shit is dying and not going well. So, uh, you know, mad respects, you know, you know, and you know, it's not even all of us, you know, people have been doing this for 20, 30, 40 years or whatever the fact, and, you know, um, they are the ones who dialed this in, figured it out. And, you know, we figure out things too. I'm not saying we don't, but, you know, you know, all of the connection of all of us figuring this out as a whole has brought us to this point. And that's a beautiful thing, really, you know, most uh, plants are not, you know, there's only, you know, there is, most plants are not male and female, you know, and cannabis is, and, you know, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, you can breathe without, you know, and uh, not many plants do have uh, both sexes and, cannabis does and um, it has a history that you can trace back very very far i can literally uh think of strands that i found um through research not in my hands but you know on the internets and stuff where you know they were strands that you know were going around in the 1400s and uh you know they would populate full areas as they would conquer them because you know the cannabis would do so good for the civilizations and you know even, you know, all ships at the time were made out of um, hemp, you know, all the fibers, all, even the wood would be made out of hemp because, um, and they would carry barrels of hemp seed in their ship because if they ever crashed anywhere and their boat was destroyed, they would have to, you know, rebuild the ship and that would require growing hemp and they would, you know, carry barrels of this hemp and, you know, so they obviously had all kinds of, you know, seeds that they used for smoking i would assume and all of it and um, you know they you know you even go to some of the royal gardens and some of these you, you, i mean we can't go to them but i mean if you hear about or look into the, some of these royal gardens that uh, some of these countries and colonies have you know they'll have you know specific cultivars of uh, cannabis or different things they've held on through all the different uh, times that you know stay in the royal gardens or this or that it's really crazy to see you know, what this plant's history has to offer. And, you know, a lot of what we know about came through hippie trails and, you know, the seventies and whatever, you know, people going there, you know, coming into uh, Europe with their backpack and traveling all the way down to India and collecting any seeds through, you know, villages and stuff, bringing that back and bringing them into breeding programs. Or you could think, you know, some of these original banks like Neville's and stuff like that, and uh, the farmers who are, you know, getting in those catalogs and, you know, keeping those uh, breeds alive. So you referenced the blueberry from back in the day. That one kind of raised my ear as well. Uh, funny little side note on the blueberry. That's when I talk about one of my growing experiences, it's getting started is uh, I, when I get started getting the good bud around me that was really good both strains that you were talking about it's kind of funny that you brought both that's why what was he grew out the blueberry that was amazing in the bubble gum and so that kind of and you know what's funny about that is this cat that was uh one of the people that actually kind of i learned to grow from a little bit and actually kind of jump-started me i kind of got tired of paying the top dollar <laughs> and it was killing me and this is the funny part of this story is uh <laughs> this cat actually paid his way through medical school growing cannabis 
and then became a doctor. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. grew them two strains right there. So I always thought they should, to me, crack me the fuck up. Because and then I, I later in life, as you know, our past drifted and he became a doctor and all that good shit. I always wonder and look back if, you know, he's the cannabis doctor or if he's, you know, if he went full doctor, you right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. What is he doing? Is he is he doing some huge like cannabis testing like for medical patients or something now or something like that? You know? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, like you know, that's the thing too. You know, like uh, some of the older guys I met, you know, they were like straight professionals. You would never think that they had any grows, and I'd be like, you know, I'd be talking to them all the time and this and that, and then they would just be like, all right, you're, it's time, you know, and I'd be like, wait, and then they would like you know, whatever. And some of these guys had big positions, big corporate, you know, whatever. If it was like Chrysler or GM or whatever, you know, over here in Michigan. And I'd be like, dude, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny you bring up the blueberry, you know, I got really, you know, I got really upset when I lost the blueberry that I really loved. And, you know, I remember, you know, such good blueberry. And then, you know, I was doing, I've traded more glass for seed than I could ever imagine. And I got really lucky at one point. I was um, trading a bunch of land. I, I got a lot of land races. I don't know. I was doing trades with people from India, like all over. And uh, I had a lot of land races to offer. And I ended up uh, being able to trade DJ Short um, a bunch of land race for land race. And I got a bunch of his uh, Mexican sativas that he used to make the blueberry and the purple and all kinds of stuff. And uh, I haven't really been able to dig into them like I wish I would have because um, I've never really had the space. But yeah, he, I was able to give him a bunch of glass uh, pipes and uh, some land races to work with. I uh, was watching or hearing a podcast he did maybe a year ago, and he had mentioned uh, getting that stuff from... Uh, yeah, so it was pretty cool. I uh, I wish he would have gave me some blueberry, though. Kind of like, what? So what was the original run kind of like there? Uh, if you don't mind us, uh, you kind of briefly touched on it, but uh, if we could, you know, show us a little snapshot of, you know, what it looked like. Uh, what was the humble beginning like back then? You're saying uh, pull up some images if I could of some of this stuff. Oh no 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 no! Just kind of tell us, you know, uh, size pots, you know, medium, oh, yeah, yeah. So kind of you know, light, all that good shit. You know what right. I mean? You know, when I first started, somebody brought me. Uh, the dude who uh, got me into the stuff brought me those cones. He brought me two or three one thousand watt hood, you know, um, things, and uh, we, we, we we you know grabbed some two by fours and started building, and uh, you know I. Uh, I I, uh, I got this uh, organic mix that I originally started with, and uh, you brought up Subcool, which was really cool because, um, you know, when I first started, you know, I was like, oh, man, I'm just starting this. Maybe I should do it organic. Like, I'm so amped. You know, I was, you know, just, you know, I was like, you know, I was going to a lot of festivals and stuff, and I was really getting into myself, and I felt like um, the connection between nature and the plants would be a lot funner if it was organic. So, uh, yeah, I definitely started off in the organic kind of, you know, w- w- realm myself. 
but it had drifted for multiple reasons. Actually, the way where I was growing was the reason I got off organic. But um, so what was uh, what was your like? What what did you improve on after that first grow? How'd you go from A to B? How'd you progress? We lose you, Canna. Hello. Ah, he'll be back. He'll be back. Cheers, everybody, to the 66 currently watching, down from the 70 that I just looked at. 65. Holy shit. Who we got in chat? Clackamas 420. I've been trying to keep up with the hellos. 808 rooting prospects. Of course, Chad Westport, man, my respect to you, GMO, GR420 community videos. Hopefully, you guys are following them guys as well and checking out their Seeds for Life giveaway they got going over there. Don't follow them for free fucking seeds. Follow them because they're a great group of guys over there dropping some knowledge. But the free seeds is a good draw. <laughs> I got to give you guys that. Chris Martinez, welcome. Always a pleasure to see you. Who else we got here? T. Barrington. He'll be back, man. I've had a lot of fun with this episode so far. Who else we got here? Automation is freedom. I don't believe I've had a chance to say late to you yet. Cheers to you. Dozer, what in the heck is that symbol before your name? can never find it when I'm trying to pull up the the easy way in chat, I guess. There. Of course, Kazoo. Tons and tons of respect for my friend Kazoo. Can of health and happiness. Cheers to you as well. Of course, Johnny Can the Seed holding it down in chat. Twisted Roots. Cheers to you, my friend. Always glad to see you. XX Elite. GPXX. I got it. Try to figure out what the hell that one is. Cheers to you. That's gross 420 as well. So when our guest comes back, do you have any questions for Kanafari when he pops back in? If you do, please drop those in chat and tag me so I do see them. Anytime you guys do have a chat or questions while the interview is going, please tag me so I get that little red box that pulls my attention over to the right hand side where I can see you guys' questions and comments. Always makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> Aldridge 25, cheers to you as well. Travis Wells, always a pleasure to see you as well. Who else we got here? So how was you guys this Saturday? Mine was overall pretty good. I got some trimming done. Plan to try to get some trees. Ah, Chad got me there. Burning trees, Maine. Cheers to you. Got some uh, trimming done. Hopefully I get a little bit of trimming done later as well. I still got some of them uh, girls to do transplanting up. I do got some. I bought some M3 mix. I do need to, uh, I think I might run an M3 times Detroit side by side just to see uh, a little 
just to see what's up there. Why are only half of the tents full? Harvest. Harvest, Shredder 911. I am pulling shit down and I need to restock. I have a little stuff, bit of stuff hanging there. As you can see behind me, I've got a little stuff hanging there. Got the Herbs Now machine dry, drying as well. And I have, <laughs> I need to finish cleaning out the tent, Shredder 11, 911. The question is, why aren't them fucking tents empty, Eagle? That should be the question, Shredder 911, to be honest with you. <laughs> Excuse me. Man, I need some coffee and or some of this grapefruit juice, but I'm going with coffee first. Shout out to you, Tal. Always a pleasure hanging out with the American one. Crystals. <laughs> I don't do half as good as Tal does, though. I don't do it half as good. Wasting power. Yes, I agree. I agree. But I, like I said... It should be full. It should be full. And the other reason with that is uh, Shredder 911 is they're all hooked into that there box up somewhere there, probably just behind the flag. There is an eight gang box up there, and that run, that run, and that run over there, that tent are all on that timer. And then there are another run back there that are on hold another eight gang timer. And the veg, total separate power supply as well to keep everything as safe and efficient as possible. Or I tried to. Man, that coffee is doing a number on my teeth. Damn you, Starbucks. Ah, can of furries back. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Cheers and thank goodness you're back, my friend. How long, how, how long was I gone? Uh, not too long, to be honest with you. I was, you were just getting ready, you were just talking about your, your first grow there, and I was asking, uh, you know, how you pre, pre, uh, how you progress from your first grow to the second grow, or you know. Okay. Did I did you uh, hear about the subcool mixes and me going to the little bird shop, bird feed shop? Well, I definitely heard about the subcool, but I can't say uh, I remember the bird feeders. All right, that's fine. You know, I was going to this bird feed shop, had all the amendments to kind of do like a subcool mix that this guy taught me, and then um, after a while, um, I had a buddy who was working at a, a grow store, and he. Uh, he started telling me, oh, man, you're growing with poops, man. What the heck is that? You should try some of these salts out. And I was telling him, you know, I really like the organics. And uh, he made me switch just to try it out. And he was giving me free nutrients. So it was like, sure. Um, so I tried, like, every company you could think of. We could list all the companies. And I'll tell you my experience with them. I tried them all. I, uh, I definitely, uh, definitely, definitely got to try them all. Um, and then, uh, you know... After a while, I was um, only working in small areas, so, um, you know, I would just make, uh, 
room specific to my breeding. So, you know, I've made hundreds of strands, low key, like way more strands than I will ever, whatever. So I'm just trying to just start releasing them slowly, um, kind of with the, some of the newer stuff first, kind of get my name out there a little bit because, uh, I don't know, start with things people are really interested in and then kind of tell them a little bit more of some more unique, rare stuff, you know, and, you know, kind of spread the table. I really like to keep it uh, open variety, you know, like a lot of different options versus, oh, I only work in gas or flavor, or things like that. Uh, what made you, you know, actually go down the breathing breathing okay. aspect of it, you know, because, you know, when we start growing, it's usually because, you know, we're trying to lessen the economic blow, you know what I mean? Or there's some, right. some of us that did it for financial reasons that became right. medical later on. Right. Thank goodness so, for the Michigan medical program. I will say yes, sir, my man. Yeah, I mean, I have a family that, um, and some really old time friends that I've seen the production route and that whole aspect. Um, for me, you know, it was, you know, I still have my day job, so I don't really need to kind of, um, you know, produce production outside of myself usually or who I need to supply for medical reasons. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I don't really, uh, get to see things on a massive sale that's scale so that's why i pass around cuts to try to see uh beauties uh do their thing on a beautiful and for you know big time people you know i brought up rabbit hippie and their crew and uh, i also brought up my buddy who was working at the hydro store their crews uh, definitely did a lot of um you know production scales things and stuff like that and uh, you know they would you know be asking me hey man you're looking for cuts all the day you're breeding you know find some stuff here's this work with this and uh things like that and you know they would give me a lot of cuts and uh, i would lose things because i didn't know what i was doing and that's right off the bat where I, you know they would give me cuts being like hey i'm giving you this cut because if i ever need it back you know i want you to hold on to it so if anything happens to me you know you got the cut and, you know, because they, you know, they're doing production stuff. So, you know, they deal with bugs, they deal with things at huge scale where like me on my small scale, I can really control a lot of that on the smaller scale at the time and things like that. So I was getting a lot of cuts and uh, then uh, I got really um, into a lot of uh, networks where people were doing seed trades and they were trading seed for seed, but I didn't have seed because it was a little before my breeding era. And when I did breed, I wasn't making enough to uh, really share too much. You know, I'd make, you know, 30 or 40 or 100 seeds of a strand and kind of work with that and uh, things like that. So when I got into this network of trading seeds, I uh, was able to uh, trade for uh, glass and people would give me, you know, bulk seeds of so many varieties, so many varieties. And at the time, you know, I was like, oh, I want land races. You know, I'd pop some land races and be like, oh man, I can't do land races. I, I you know, and I didn't know. And then I would get, you know, oh, mango. And I'd be like, man, this is literally like so indica and like leafy. And it's like, well, yeah, that's a freaking 20, 30 year old strand where that was what it was, you know, <laughs> and things like that. So, you know, I had to really learn about all this different stuff. And as I was making a lot of seed and stuff, and I had all these strands I was making, I was just sitting there like, man, what am I doing with all this stuff? So, you know, I had, uh, you know, I was feeding people with seeds, you know, just to run their stuff. And, uh, I got a buddy of mine into breeding too, who's uh, no longer with us. Um, 
his company name was Beyond Top Shelf. He uh, he was uh, another Michigan cat who was doing um, some breeding at the time. And, you know, we started kind of at the same spot because we were trading a lot of cuts. And uh, I ended up meeting uh, the rabbit dude and he gave me the black Russian stuff. And, uh, you know, I would be going to his spot a lot and he would be telling me a lot about the different genetics. So between all that, you know, we were really trying to push things out and, uh, I was mostly making seeds for myself and then I, you know, I was under the handle of cannabis safari for a long time. And then my, one of my buddies, one of the glass blowing guys who uh, works with the stank breath crew, just recently won a bunch of machine cups. They've been doing some kick-ass work. I love that cut. Um, but going back on, um, he, he, you know, was like, I'll slap it together and then it turned into Canafari. And my whole original idea and what i'm trying to push here is you know we're in our little grows and stuff and we do you know what we do or whatever and um a lot of this stuff um you know it it's you know you know every company or you know person out there pushes their seat out you know they name their strands they have this whole idea and you know my thing is you know we're you know when you're looking at this like safari of cannabis and it's all these different varieties of uh, plants that we enjoy and we're literally hunting them, you know, from seed and trying to find what we think's the best or getting them from each other, taking photographs of them and really just like having this whole like connection with them. And to me, you know, I really like that kind of uh, vibe. And some of my favorite companies when I first started, you know, looking into like a lot of, you know, I was looking at strands for a long time, but then I really started looking into the breeders themselves and what they were doing. And, um, you know, I uh, saw, you know, you know, so many different companies. And one of them that I really liked was, uh, you know, Alien Genetics. They were naming it up. They're all these alien strands and all this cool stuff and just kind of being free with it versus being like, this is OG Kush. This is, you know, from this area Kush or, you know, whatever. So, you know, and that's kind of going back to the artist or, uh, you know, creative aspect. You know, I'm just trying to um, be, have a little more fun with it, get a little more creative with it. And, unique in a sense and you know um, push out more art with it so uh, as people kind of get their gear and whatever they can kind of have a little deeper connection and uh, you know I want to really you know do pheno hunts where you know people get packs of you know we're doing the rhino white rhino cross expedition and whoever you know had the best feedback and you know share the best pheno back or whatever it's going to get an awesome glass rhino rig or something you know cool stuff like that it's a little different than the norm and you know i want to get other people involved like now you know uh, we got eagle here and you've had beyond so you know i want to do a giveaway with you and then you know later down the line you know i'm you know i'm going to try to get some gear into your hands immediately but maybe down the line you know you'll find something you like or whatever and you know you know who knows where it goes from there you know and you know my whole thing is the community aspect is a beautiful part because you know you don't just get a pack of seeds and it's there, you know, you have to still hunt them and, you know, you debate if you keep a clone or not and all that. You really do build a connection with um, that, you know, cultivar or uh, strand. It's awesome. I'd be honored to, uh, to run some stuff, you know, just if anything, to help support another Michigan breeder because, you know, I, I like to help out, you know, we talk about that a lot, you know, and pulling, helping each other out here in the community, and you know, nothing better than out. Man, Michigan girls, there is some amazing fire that has come out of Michigan, bred out of Michigan. 
and I'd like to see more fire come out. And they're talking about how impressive your your list is so far anyway. So, you know. Yeah, let me give you some feedback on this. Uh, so um, the Pug's Breath was a clone that was given to me a long time ago, five, six years ago or something now. I don't know, so long ago. And uh, I didn't know much about it. Ran it. it was the first plant that turned black in my room ever when I was uh, collecting and doing stuff. And I was like, man, this thing's off. And it smoked free pebble gas like so awesome and uh i love that clone for a long time i remember you know the last couple years i had with it i uh was doing as much breeding as i could because i loved the clone so much and then uh i ended up um romer who made the pucks breath he uh got it originally from gage green and there was a lady who made the strand i uh ended up through a mutual friend now uh got a pack for her of the pug's breath and was able to pull um, a male and some stuff and it's at f3 um yeah it's been fun to work with the docido was another um line that was given to me i did meet uh you know fletcher and he does have uh some glass of ours and um the docido i got from um it's a number 22 cross just i think number four and I also had the Tocito clone for a long time. And uh, yeah, I did a bunch of breeding with that. And uh, I really, really, really loved that OGKB smoke for a long time. So uh, I wanted to really bring out a lot of OGKB crosses all at once. So the Tocito and Pug's Breath both have the KB, OGKB as a mother parent there. And uh, if you guys want more information on that clone or all of that, there's so much information out there now. And it was a little, uh, for a while, not out there, but it is now. And uh, it's really beautiful smoke. Um, the plants are a little tricky at times, but I've been trying to uh, breed them for easier growth and stuff. But uh, man, you know, once they get out of that little trickly uh, seed strain stage because of the OGKB aspect, they grow just as normal as anything else with uh, very beautiful characteristics that uh, are interesting. So yeah, I, uh, you know, work those strands easier to grow and things like that. And then across them around to some of my favorite clones, as you see, uh, on the list here and uh, yeah I mean I wanted to really hit a lot of aspects with it you know I have they're all really limited very limited and they're all uh, five packs and uh, cheap because I want to get them out there versus anything um, as I have to them and uh, do things like that I'll kind of make bigger drops so you know you know it's a whole thing yeah it's uh, it's really fun just to see it all go out there Major General 420 Army was asking in chat there, uh, how many seeds uh, do you have to pop in your opinion to get that uh, that keeper phenol? Um, like two or three. I mean, there's no point of popping 10 or 15 or something. I, uh, I generally try to pop four when I have my own seed packs. So that way I can just kind of look at a smaller pool. Because I, I, I try to like... You know, if I wanted to pop 40 for breeding, that's great and all for myself. But, you know, a lot of people only get a content pack. So you kind of got to, like, look at it in their world. So um, sometimes I'll pop four seeds and just check something out. And usually most of the time I should have only popped, like, maybe one or two because now I have to choose between two or three females that are so identical and both of them are so good. And you want to keep both and, you know, you're limited or you want to, you know, try more types. So... You know, it's a whole thing. So, yeah, I wouldn't uh, 
I wouldn't pop too many. And that's the thing, you know, I'm trying to keep this stuff a little more available. You get one pack at this, you know, it's a, it's not a very expensive price. And then, uh, you know, if you were to want to pop all five and, you know, most of my packs, you know, they have five really good seeds that you can break with your hands. And then like, you know, I'll throw some extras that are not so perfect seeds. So you usually get like seven or eight or six seeds in a pack anyways, but um, you know, you know, either way, if you just pack, pack, you know, pop a couple, you'll be able to see, you know, pick something out really good. Or you can pop them all and know that, you know, there's probably going to be a little more available if you wanted more. You didn't really lose an arm and a leg for the first pack. So, you know, I just try to keep it really easy and cheap. Sweet and sour, dude. What's the lineage on that? Um, I don't think I've released any of my diesel crosses yet, um, but I do have some. Um, if you were looking for something more diesel, I would go for like uh, the Mama Recrosses. Um, the Grateful Brother is a sour diesel um, Happy Brother cross to the pugs. Um, this I do have some sweet and sour sweet and sour diesel seeds that I'm going through. But uh, I've been trying to go look into more of the sour end of stuff because uh, I've collected a lot of sour diesel from people, but you know, it was, you know, sour diesel from this company, sour diesel from that company, sour diesel from this old guy. So I'm kind of just labeled up sour diesel line A, sour diesel line B, sour diesel line C, did like certain amount of phenos of all of them. And there's kind of like, check them all out and see which one's the most diesel in my eyes. I've definitely smoked a fair share of fucking diesel. I'll tell you that much. So let me uh, politely stop you here and give you some props right off the bat. Hey, right off the bat, I'd like to give you some props. Because anybody that's kind of wide, that's one thing I like. The One, one of the few things I super really enjoy about uh, being on air every day is it's shit that I say is on record. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's easily cross-referenced. So oh, yeah. there's no oh, yeah. bullshit in what I'm saying here is, and I've said this for a long time is when I look at your list, your lineup here, one of the things I give you some mad props for is automatically one of the things I've been arguing for, for a very long time. And that is phase of breeding on the pack. I want to know right off the bat, lineages, uh, phase of breeding. My, are you selling me F1s, F2s, F3s, F4s, stability? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. a lot of people won't, don't offer that shit. So when I automatically, when I seen your lineup and I seen phase of breeding, I went, you know, and we haven't even talked, gotten deep, deep into, you know, breeding talk. I thought to myself, Ah, ah, <laughs> you know what I mean? That little sigh of relief of, you know, some quality working. So, you know, shout out to you on that aspect there. And yeah, so, I, uh, thanks, man. It means a lot to me, you know. You know, it's hard to say that every seed you're going to make is going to be perfect, you know. It's like breeding is like it's work, you know, just like anything else. And like a lot of people, you know, 
they slab things around and yeah, so do I, everybody does, but you know, I'm not releasing everything I work on because, you know, I, uh, I really want to make sure my crowd's happy. And, you know, every time you get a pack of seeds from me, I throw in, you know, some of my older crosses, black Russian or comrade pilot or comrade gold or, you know, tie rush or perfectly all these different strands that I know do good. So if somebody has a problem with that little measly five pack, they got, they just got a 15 pack of black Russian that they know they're going to be able to make work or this or that. And like things like that. So I try to really hook it up. And then if somebody does have a problem, like, Hey dude, tell me right now what's going on. You know, I want to take care of you because you know, that's the thing. The community is big. You know, I don't want somebody to, you know, get really excited. They just got, you know, one of these really awesome strands, something goes wrong and then they're out, you know, that sucks, man. I've been there so many times. It's what got me into breeding, you know? Yeah. Well, and I appreciate that. The only place where so far that my opinion differs from you. And again, this is conversation that don't mean shit. You know what I mean? I respect your opinion. My, you know, we're all entitled to whatever. I'm not trying to preach my opinion to anybody, but this is where my opinion differs. I'm not, uh, I heard you say you encouraged a lot of the breeding and I do too, to an extent. If you're going to be serious about it, I encourage it. You know what I mean? If you're going to keep it to yourself and it's for just for sustainability. Yeah. I yeah. should have more, uh, more, uh, little yeah make seeds for yourself more than for the public is a kind of a good thing too <laughs> yeah you're absolutely correct i've seen people you know push seeds out that you know they should have probably maybe taken a look at and you know it's happened you know you know i've had a strand go out to the public and uh it was next to like a cherry pie and that cherry pie is known to you know throw natters out there and uh you know it got into like a strand a little bit and all I did was just hook up anybody who had problems because I had, you know, more than half people who didn't have problems, but the couple people who did, I was like, whoa, like, you're the only people that happened to, but, you know, I'm still gonna, you know, figure it out for you and, you know, hook you up. And I sure did. And, you know, I found out, you know, it was probably a thrower problem versus anything, but, you know, hey, I'll, you know, I'll take the day, you know, I'll, I'll help someone out, you know, it's okay. We can figure out what's going on in your room, <laughs> you know, it's not a problem, you know. And this is the one that so this these are part of my arguments here about the uh you know the careful breeding programs and just if you're gonna breed breed for yourself well if you're gonna just play you know sustainability keep it to yourself at least until you've got a, a you know a, something that you feel great but then again when you're labeling that please you know labeled it appropriately this is my version of the sour diesel hopefully you've got you know some better information of this this was this is my version of such and such as sour diesel and they're pretty much at this point their rendition of somebody else's sour diesel of their sour diesel just kind of like you said because you know things are that's this is this is where i'm kind of falling out on the breeding encouragement side and again this is where if you're doing it proper like you seem to be fucking balls to the wall do what you got to do because you seem to be doing things right but this is for the most part and we talked about this with clones kind of the honorable passing of clones and to be able to check back 
and be able to go, I know that's this, that's Eagle's cut of nine pound hammer because he got it. Check back with him because he got it from here. This person, they got it from them and he should know. That was, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing here. That was so key. You know, you get a clone and you don't know where it's from or this or that, you know, you put that out there, you might've just ruined up the whole lineage, this and that, you know, and that's the thing, you know, you ask me about any of these cuts I have, I will literally tell you the whole background down to the teeth because it's important. I think, you know, if you're going to grab a cut from somebody, ask them all they know about it. If you're getting seeds from somebody, ask them all they know about it. You know, I was getting seeds from a lot of these old guys and all they could tell me is, you know, this is that, whatever it says it is. And I'm like, um, that's all you can tell me. And, you know, I'd pop them and I'd be like, what the fuck is this? And like all this different shit. And like, you know, there was a whole like, curve that i had to find out and you know that's the thing if you're not you're right if you're not willing to go find out about the genetics don't do other people unjustice favors you know like you know you know somebody just asked oh you know is that docido males or pugs male you know i got everything really specifically listed you know if it's crossed to pugs breath it says it's crossed to pugs breath if it's crossed to docido it says docido f4op which is an open pollination between two males i couldn't decide between because you know when I got to the F4, F4 part of the docido breeding, you know, I narrowed it down to, you know, you could pop five seeds, 10 seeds, a bunch of seeds, but you're only going to see these two phenos. And that's really, you know, a thing, of, you know, and people always ask me, hey, man, why aren't you releasing anything you got from the chemdog crews? Like, you know, those guys, how come you don't, re you know, release any chemdog crosses? Or how come you don't release any of the starfighter work you do? Well, you know, chemdog, you know, was a bag seed. And, you know, if you don't know about chemdog, you don't know how to grow it right, you know, it's going to hurt my And it will throw natters. They won't, you know, seed up your room, but there'll be natters there. And you're going to come back at me. So, yeah, nobody's getting these chemdog crosses. I'm sorry. And, like, you know, the starfighter, I got it out to F3. And, you know, the males were still, you know, throwing balls out to veg. To me, that's not a true autoflower. An autoflower can stay in veg 24-7 and never show its sex to me at least because you know that's what i've been taught so you know i'm gonna make sure when i'm uh you know doing my breeding and release maybe starfighter you know it's at f4 it's not showing anymore but i'm gonna make sure because you know i want people to you know pop the seeds and have it be true to the description and all this different stuff because that's what made me like things down the line that's what i want people to you know like things down the line you best believe when i hand you know packs of these to you know rabbit hippies crew or you know those guys who run those stores or this or that, you know, we're going to do huge scale, this and that, like, I'm not going to give them some bullshit. I'm going to make sure that, you know, they're going to put this in a big facility and maybe think about dropping one of their, you know, big time cuts for something new that I make, you know, that's, that's the goal. And, you know, not everybody's going to be a breeder now, you know, everybody's got their different things out there. You know, if you want to do production, you know, do production, if you want to breed, do breeding, if you want to make CBD oil, do that. If you want to, you know, make whack, you know, everybody's got their purpose in this. You can be the jack of all trades. I'm not saying you can't, and like everybody tries to, and that's awesome because who wouldn't want to, but you know, if you're going to push it out to other people, you know, you want to really be, you know, careful. And if you do make mistakes, own up to it. Just, you know, be solid. Be like, oh crap. I Still there, Canna? Hopefully, we didn't lose you. Canna Fire. Man, what a great episode so far. I really like this, guys. Uh, 
overall ethics, both in growing, breeding, and life so far. And I uh, hope I didn't lose it. Kenna, Kenna Fire, are you there? Can uh, hopefully get a connection back here real soon. This has been a good one. Come on back. Ah, there it goes. Shit. Shit. Hopefully he doesn't get discouraged. Hopefully he doesn't get discouraged. I'm really enjoying this one too, Can uh, Jason. And uh, uh, hopefully he comes back, man. He's I feel better, and especially he's wanting to give away some of these genetics, man. And I'm feeling better about uh, passing them out through the community or letting some trickle throughout the, uh, the community because uh, he definitely seems very knowledgeable and passionate about uh, what he's got going on there, man. Uh, like I told him, and like I'm telling you now, I got much respect for people with that kind of passion here in the cannabis uh uh, community that's for sure and even even better i think it's awesome that he knows seemingly ah no he knows a lot of the same cats that uh, i know here in michigan which uh makes him all the more cooler as well so eh, shout out to everybody kelly maxwell cheers to you evergreen i haven't got a chance to say hello to you yet buddha boy Mason 662, Hotro Grown, Comfortably Numb, Twisted Root, Ray Hat, Wuhan. Sorry, man. Uh, shout out to all you guys. What are you smoking on? Always a good time killer there. Always the time filler question right there. Who else we got in chat? GR420 community videos. As I mentioned earlier, if you guys aren't following them, guys. Much respect for them cats over there. Great guys, good knowledgeable community, and not a better time to wander over there and join them with that Seeds for Life giveaway they got going over there. Don't go over there, as I said earlier, don't go over there just for that. Go over there because they're a bunch of cool guys, a bunch of cool information. But the Seeds for Life giveaway, <laughs> It's a definite, definite draw to get some folks over there. Shout out to them. Canafari is back. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Hell yeah. Please, please do not let the internet discourage you, my friend, because myself and Chet has both expressed what a great night and episode this has been thus far. Hey, no problem, guys. I'm back, right? <laughs> We're glad, too. We're glad, man. This has been a fucking awesome night. Oh, just you wait. I, I, see I, I, I see that the people keep going up, so uh, I think maybe uh, we got to run a giveaway soon here and uh, hook one of these people up with some seeds. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. That's one thing that uh, another thing I... You, you know, you seem to be relatively new as we were talking before the show to what's gone on here. But, man, we have given away myself and a lot of people like yourself, great people, folks like yourself, has passed a lot of genetics through this 
this porthole of the internet to some great folks. So we're always grateful to receive and um, grow some fire genetics. So, and like I was stating earlier, uh, before I, while you were gone, I feel very good about, uh, you know, passing some on through this conversation that we've had. And, you know, uh, you know, I've got I got a feeling what you you're willing to offer tonight are some good genetics and I feel good about uh, passing them along. So hey, that makes please. me happy. You know I uh, I plan to do the giveaway for these guys that are live here tonight, of course. But uh, the package I'm sending you will have you know extra packs. Obviously, you know you're it's in your hands, so keep as much, do whatever. But you know, give away some packs, whatever. You know, I'm gonna load you up so that way uh, you know you can. Uh, you know, if you ever run giveaways and stuff, a little bit of can of fire can make it into whoever wins, you know. Oh, we run giveaways constantly, constantly. I'm a forever trying to help other breeders out. And, you know, because I I, I actually, I, again, you probably don't know this, but I was, a, I was a good friend of Subcools there for a long time. But before I was a friend of his, I was a tester for him for many number of years. And um, uh, I got to run tons of his genetics, but I, I eventually became a seed distributor as well hey, for Subcool in the Dank. And boy, that, and you know, my, my cannabis journey has been, you know, up and down. And I've been in and out many phases of it. But one of my favorite things was slinging seeds to be honest with you and now i'm not doing that but i sure do love this it's the same love you know what i mean some of the stories i heard some of the miles i traveled to you know get people genetics and see people you know like i stated earlier man that grow is so therapeutic you know what i mean and it can help people out through anxiety life financial bullshit because god nobody wants to pay for it you know right. what i mean and why should they have to pay for it when you can grow it right <laughs> make, yeah. make some what? seeds and make that the last purchase you ever make you know start growing right. your other you know from then out and buy seeds clones. Right. <laughs> and, and you know even you know just like you know for somebody to you know be able to see that plant growth you know most people go through their whole life never really growing any plant you know it's like a lost trait for sure like nobody's talking about anything growing so you know to see people even interested in trying to like keep it green you know that's super cool you know um it's it's really therapeutic like you said like you've got such a good mindset on all of it and it's good to, that you, you know you're doing this for people hosting this stuff so that people can kind of have that mindset to you know bring it into their you know places of you know meditation and with their plants and stuff like that and you know really go and connect with them and you, you know that, like you're saying with the seeds you know yeah that could be your last purchase you know you you get the seeds, you know, maybe you just stick around, do giveaways and stay around until you get something for free. Or maybe you have a clone that you cherish. You don't even care about anything else, you know, and all of it is good. Seriously, all of it. And like, you know, to see everybody being able to do this because, you know, laws have come the way they are and things like that. It's really, really awesome. I, uh, I encourage everybody to enjoy it and, uh, you know, have a chance to uh, be able to grow it. Fuck yeah, we're going to give away some seeds for one of you guys. <laughs> 
You know, that was one of the intentions of when I started out to do this was, you know, behind the scenes, I knew and had met so many great people, you know, throughout my journey and they had side stories, you know, the, the person behind it. And that's, you know, that was the intention that I, I wanted to express, you know what I mean? And then when doing so, it built a community, but it's kind of built other connections as well. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that sit here and listen to me and you talk and then connect. There's a lot of things that we say that connect with them and then they reach out to you. They're a supporter of you because, you know, they, they appreciate it, your breeding knowledge and skills as much as I did or, you know what I mean? They found their own pluses you know, right. along the way of this conversation. And I feel that's very important. You know, the not, there's people behind the, you know, there's the brand, you know what I mean? And that's cool. Everybody likes to support a brand, but when you know the person behind the brand and what they, you know, you know, you go, wow, that's a good person. You know, I see the brand, but hey, did, have you heard that interview, man? He's a cool fucking dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes it so much easier to slide over and then support that that brand. So, you know. Right. And the whole thing yeah, is I appreciate you coming that, on, man. Right. You know, when you get that seed or that clone or you know, whatever from someone, you're just sitting there like, damn dude, that was the fire. Thank you, dude. Like, you know, like that was so dope of you to like, you know, bring that into, you know, whatever for me or you know, get that possible for me. And like when you get that freaking uh fire you know you start going like man like you know i i i liked whatever you know that person had to offer this or that and uh it's really cool to see you know uh all that come together and uh i don't know i uh you know my my packs are five packs they're 45 shit um i'm doing them on deal for 35 right now just trying to get things going so if anybody wants one just let me know or whatever and uh you know, eventually, I uh, as these things roll out, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, who's running?" You know, the you know the dodo days, or who's running the you know the hippo zippo, or who's running the zebra zags. Um, you know, give me some feedback, give me some photos. I want to do a contest. You know, and whoever you know kept this thing alive or whatever, blah blah blah. They'll you know maybe win some sweet like zebra, you know, themed whatever, and kind of you know things like that. So you know as like the years go by and like, you know, you know, we all connect and uh, end up, you know, doing this together, you know, people will have, you know, these significant pieces of art or, you know, even if the cuts stay alive or whatever. And to me, that's, you know, me putting my, uh, you know, my imprint and my stamp, you know, out here and making it, you know, a beautiful thing for other people to enjoy besides myself. You know, I was grateful enough to get this, you know, this or that and now to try to get it into anybody else's hand that's you know that's happy as hell for me yeah it's going all right we're sold already we're sold already shoot it out <laughs> shoot it out jk Rudin says oh man you gotta love chad uh so yeah is there a certain uh Diamond, you want to pick out of out of that uh, fire list there that uh, you'd like to, you know, make right. sure. They so get um, I'm gonna do it like this. I got the molten otter, the flaming doe, the dodo days, the starling gloss, the razzle dazzle, the marabou blue, the 
Delicious and uh, Clouded Cosmic. All those, the artwork's done and stuff. I have some others where I'm still working on the artwork that, you know, could be available too. But if uh, the giveaway winner will be able to pick, of course, because that's how you do it. And um, you can pick any of those. That would be a little bit better for me. I mean, if there's something else you really want and you don't see art next to it or whatever, you know, I'll make it happen. You know, it doesn't matter. So uh, I'm just going to do like a random number generator right off my screen here. So that way I can see uh, there's like 83 people here. Uh, I was, but I'll keep it, you know. And then if people stay long enough, I'll maybe do a Pictionary one later. So awesome. Yeah, I can see that they'll be they'll be staying. You know, it's been a great night. You know, hats off to you, man. I've really enjoyed this conversation so far. And again, the give the giveaway wasn't mandatory, but man, I, I appreciate you helping out with my chat and the viewers, man. That's you know pretty oh, amazing man. as well. One of the old guys I you know, and that hey, no, thank you for having me and thank you being just so chill and doing this for everybody i mean i'm just one of the guys coming on and you know my little spread is just a, you know, another notch to you know help the community grow and everybody learn you know it's just a whole helping factor however we can do it together and uh, you know uh, you know one of the old guys i originally met he was running a lot of seeds making seeds and like keeping things alive like so many genetics and he would say man you know, back in my time, people threw seats around, just gave them around to each other and taught people everything. It was like Johnny Appleseed everywhere, you know, drop seeds everywhere, you know, that whole ordeal. So, you know, I try to always leave some seats on my trail. Like, you know, if I'm on the camp, if I'm at the cannabis cup or this or that or anything, or I go to some clone event or this or that, I'll literally drop packs in a trail as I walk around and just like see who picks them up and, you know, whatever, because it's, just, you know, it's all fun and games, right? Like, man, is there any way I can pull up this list and like see everybody that's in the thing or it doesn't work that way? Uh, chat, yeah, you should be able to, well, I can, yeah, you, you should be able to just do a side-by-side -side still. I can enlarge, this is what I'll do. You should be able to bring up a uh, chat just like you had it. Okay. okay. I got to open and it then up. I'll spotlight you. So that's all they see. So it'll make your screen, you know, uh, you know, the first, okay. the only thing they see. If I can't pull it up, I'll just have you pull it up. And then when we get that number, you can just count down and pick whosever name it is. But, uh, Seeing eighty right now. Usually I do like one myself, but it's like one one to four, but you do however you want to do. 
What do you mean? How, what, how do you figure one to four? Uh, explain how you do it. Maybe we could run it your way. If my way doesn't end up working, I'll tell you that. So usually when I do it is, uh, so I'd be go four times the number of people in chat, just so I, I believe that it gives them like a one in four odds. So just because it's 82, so four times that would be what, 320? 320 times that, it'd be what, three, 328, you know what I mean? So it's, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you want to just so it'd be, uh, do it, if you want to do it your way and then pick whoever the winner is, I could just have them send me their info and stuff. So that way, you know, it works. I dig it. So this is how I, but we'll do it then that way. So normally how I do it, it's one in four. They get one guess, one guess only, unless they see their number in chat, then they can guess again. Uh, basically, you can in Zoom, there's a chat. If you're on our Zoom screen, they'll say uh, chat. And that's a chat just between me and you through the Zoom. You can okay. go ahead and uh, pick a number and send it to me. That way there is some type of, you know, two-way verification. You know what I mean? Fair enough. And, uh, <clears throat> and then uh, whoever either hits the number close enough or uh, either right on or close enough uh, usually wins. So oh, that's yeah. how that's I perfect way to do it so that way they can just slam their number onto the comments and whatever yep 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 i like that and then first come first serve you know what i mean and numbers there yeah whoever says a number that's closest or hits the number literally then yeah they're the winner right like that so uh usually we'll go i put start in chat i give them a minute and 30 to run through their guesses. So you 85 people there, you got to drop your guesses in. What's the number, Eagle? Uh, shoot, it keeps going up now. So we might as well go 360. 360. Even 360. Zero to, there you go. So go ahead in uh, the Zoom number, or uh, the Zoom chat, pick me out a number from zero to 420 and that'll be the winning number and uh soon as you shoot me that number i'll go ahead and hit start and they'll have a minute and 30 to go ahead and try for that winning guess you better see 85 or 88 different guesses i agree i agree for a half a second my heart just stopped i thought you were like dishing out the number i was like no <laughs> it's happened it's happened it's happened i already made my mess up for the day man <laughs> before this thing even started <laughs> dude i almost did it the other night we were giving i was giving away some t-shirts and uh i almost did it myself just blurted out the number when somebody put it in <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. If anybody would rather have a t-shirt instead of a seed pack, I can give you a shirt, but I'm pretty sure everybody's an Amazon pack. Beans. Beans could be for life. So anytime you're ready, uh, go ahead and hit me with that number in the Zoom chat, and we'll get this bad boy rolling. Yeah, pick a number out of 420, any number, whatever number's closest. So just, you know, pick your guess. It's going to be random. 
there you go. There's the first guest. I mean, there's a couple of guests on there, I guess. I need, you know, we haven't even hit start yet. We need your, I need your number. You have to zoom me your number, the winning number. Oh, fair and enough. And I'll hit start. I have to help look. You know what I mean? I got to help look for that number. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy shit. I never thought about the screen share. Turn off your camera until you send me the number. <laughs> I that could be yeah, I never thought about the screen share aspect of it. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that could be just as tragic. Jack Green sock, cheers to you. Did we have a drop out right at the giveaway? <laughs> Talk about the buildup. That is funny. Well, asshole for life. Cheers to you. Light it up again, Tim. Full 20 abnormal. Cheers to you as well. Ah, let the suspense build, I say. Let the suspense build. Get your numbers ready. Hold them tight. He'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> Honcho Grown is right. We are uh, talking about uh, me. I'm getting to know my guest, Kanafari. He is telling me about a little bit about his growing and breeding. And he was just about ready to give away some seeds, some of his genetics, Fold 20 abnormal. And, uh, well, unfortunately, we had a little bit of just a little bit, little bit of internet problems, but uh, he'll be back. <laughs> Chad Westport, blue ball on us. That's funny. But full 20, abnormal. When he gets back, we will be giving away some of his genetics and or t-shirt. Your choice was his option. And... um you will be able to pick a number from zero to 420. And yeah, winner gets to pick some of his fire genetics that he was showing up on there on screen. And uh, yeah, it's too funny. I love these episodes just because mainly it's not me because it's been, it's usually me. It's usually me with the bad internet connections falling out and leaving my guests to maintain and hold things down. But uh, I am, like I said earlier, I am having a lot of fun. You'll use your B day 68. You gotta wait. You gotta wait, Admiral. Yeah, all right, he's back. He's back. We're back on. We're back on. We're back on. <laughs> oh, so funny. So funny, can of fiery. They said we're blue ball on them on this giveaway. <laughs> just everybody's ready, and then boom, I'm just gone. <laughs> yeah. So I opened it up. Uh 
without maybe this is how I'm kind of thinking. Maybe you can uh, maybe shut your camera off and send me your number through the Zoom so it's not like screen shareable. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. And then fire up the camera again. All right. So uh, I just got to turn off the camera part or? Yeah, you can turn off your camera because you're screen sharing. I don't want it leaked. And then uh, through the Zoom chat, you can. Uh... Oh, what do you need to? Uh, hold on. I can let you uh, oh. screen share. Trying to screen share, but uh, what I need you to do is right along there where it says chat. First of all, before you do any of this, because I can see you playing this day. Uh, <laughs> that chat, right right, right next to screen share, that chat is how me and you can communicate. Oh, okay. But, uh, before you screen share, you know what I mean? We'll go over to the left there. You can shut your Zoom camera off right there where you see the mic and the camera. You can shut that off. There you go. Now it just says Canifari. You can, in chat, send me your winning number. And we'll get this bad boy running. All right. So I got a direct message in the chat there. Yeah. If you want, I can uh, say hello to you just so you know that's the chat there. Only there. you see that. All right. All right. And moment of truth, drum roll. Okay. As soon as you pop it up. I can only me and you will be able to see that number and I will hit start in chat and uh, you can fire up your camera again and we'll get this thing going. I got it. Okay, here we go. You guys. Good luck. There you go. You guys got a minute and 30. One guess, one guess only guys. If you want to throw up them strains so they can know what they're playing for, please do see my screen again. Yeah, I do. We do. We can see okay. them strains. And look at you wanted 87. We got 94 watching. I think you're going to get all fucking 94. Holy I hope shit. so. Just, I hope so. You see them numbers flying? Yeah, people are about that, it. That's, that's awesome. the way to do it, guys. That's I like it. I like it. That was way better. Tough out here. Look at these numbers going some good guesses but i haven't seen nothing right on yet guys kind of gently going through chat Ooh, there's a good one that was a good one i see one that's it wasn't right on but it's it's damn close you guys got 36 seconds 33 if you haven't got your guess in you can double check to see if somebody has already called out your guess. If they have, you can guess again, but that's the only way you get multiple guesses. I seen pie in chat the other night. It cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We have one that is so, so close. We have eight seconds left. Yeah, man, if you ever have uh, another breeder on or whatever, and you feel like uh, I would be somebody to bring into the conversation, just let me know. I would definitely try to come on, uh, you know, at any point. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. We're always looking to learn. Learn, you know what I mean? You know, there's always somebody out there that hasn't heard that. But that was the end. That was the beeper. I need to put stop in chat. If you nothing counts, 
after that stop. But I seen one that was pretty damn close. I'll go ahead and put the winning number out there in chat so they can help police us as well. The winning number was 308. Uh, the closest guess I seen without uh, verification was 311. Is that what you seen over there, Kenafari? Wow, you saw 311? I was thinking something else, so I'm thinking that's probably... Yeah, I see it now. I think that was the closest. I think so. Chad's usually pretty honorable about that. Yeah, I mean, somebody's going to try to make sure it's right. I mean, I'm, you know, I smoke a lot, so I miss things. Right, right. It's a pretty honorable community. It actually... Even when, uh, like, I have made mistakes, you know what I mean? This is this is how great of a community we got here. I've actually had them winners, you know, kind of hit me up and be like, oh, I think you were wrong. I think right. this person won. And I was like, you know what? Because, you know, you're cool and you're honest, you both fucking win. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the way to do it. I mean, you, you know, and, and, and there you go, you know. That way, you know, you can at least hook up however it was right or whatever. I like that. But in, but in this way, it looks pretty obvious to me. I think it was Burning Tree, Maine, with the guess of three eleven. So uh, congratulations, three uh, to you. Uh, please go ahead and hit up Kanafari on Instagram with a follow. You guys better if you're not if you're not following already. You guys, the ninety four of you. I hope you guys are following over there. I know they've dropped your link several times in chat, but hopefully they're, oh, yeah. follow, they're following along. Thank you, man. I love the fact that, you know, we were able to, you know, spread some spread some love around tonight. That's, you know, that's, I, I kind of like, every time I think about seeds and the thought of giving away free seeds, for some reason, and I've got a maybe it's out the amount of psychedelics I have taken in the past, the microdosing I still like to do. But I always picture that scene in Christmas Vacation when uh, the brother in law pats him on the back and he's talking about the jelly club and he's like, Clark, that there's the keep that good gift that keeps on giving yeah. year round. That's, that's the way to go. And you bring up some good things, <laughs> uh, the micro end and stuff. I mean, that's, yeah, that's all good stuff for sure. <laughs> and it is too, man. That's the beauty about cannabis is, man, you go through them seeds, pop, 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 pop. You find that one that just fires all cylinders for you. And you can keep that motherfucker for life, for yeah. life if you want to. You know what I mean? I definitely ran That's across awesome. people that were like, man, this one cut, I'll never get rid of it. And it's like super old, this and that. I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, man, the history I've had, it's like paid for whatever. They've like, you know, had it through like this and that. I mean, man, the guys who kept the chem dog cuts, I mean, holy man, they got some stories. Pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I like hearing a lot, of the, a lot of it. I mean, a lot of people have kept things through seed, you know. You know, I yeah, I encourage you know a lot of seed pop and anymore. I actually I was keeping a lot. I I tend to libraries more here soon. 
but I kind of wiped the slate clean with a lot of shit, man, just so I can, you know, start going through and popping and shit again. And it sucks that we have numbers here in Michigan, man. I am so envious. I know it's 1500 250 2500 a year for that uh, unlimited Oklahoma. But, man, if, if Michigan gave me that, I, I, that's that's to me is like a few weeks of work. You know what I mean? A side job. Something like that to be able to house everything I wanted to keep. You know what I mean? That's. Wait, I didn't know that. That is so cool. What, what, what's what's up with that, man? Michigan needs to get on that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you one thousand percent. So, what have uh, what have been some of you know besides what you're breeding with and working with now? What have been some of the ones that? Uh, since legality and you know growing's been a thing here in Michigan, a lot of shit's been, a lot of amazing shit's been passed around. Like we've talked about thin mints, you know, the bee yeah. cookie. Uh, you know, there's a lot of fire, you know, that's been around. And them are just Michigan strains, which some been, have been some for you that uh, you know so, grown right. out or just t- tried. Yeah, that's a good one. I've um, I uh, I started really dissecting into like different flavors and uh, strands through time i have like a huge skunk collection of different sources of skunk that um, i've been looking into i have a lot of um, hem and sour og mix that's another flavor category i look into Um, mostly a lot rallies into the chem og um, sour area i've collected probably that more than anything but yeah i have um i probably got like almost every region of land race I can think of. Um, and these are all, you know, in the bowl, you know, kind of thing. So uh, I've, uh, and then, uh, you know, I've uh, collected a lot of like different flavors and stuff. So after collecting all of them, I started doing work. So um, I started doing some like flavor work. I started with the purple stuff, like the black Russian uh, double purple doja stuff. Because it was like, kind of like the first like seeds I got in my hands that I was really dedicated to do work with. I did work with the skunk line. I did work with a headband. Um, I did work with um, a lot of OGs, like a handful, like so many different ones. You know, OGs crazy. Um, uh, let's see. I did a lot of the blueberry. I did some white widow. Got the cough going. Um, been doing a lot of Hawaiian work. Um, one of the buddies that uh, got me into a little bit of this and that, he uh, was doing uh, a lot of. Uh, his uncle, or at the time in the 80s or, you know, early 70s, was doing a lot of work in Hawaii, and those strands were making it to Michigan. And uh, one of them was uh, monkey pods and old Hawaiian skunk. Uh, I was able to locate that cut for him, and uh, that spooled a lot of the land race collecting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would, you know, if I pop, you know, I pop a lot of different varieties and then uh, I try to like pull the best male out of the group so you know if I pop a bunch of OGs that I'm looking through or like maybe some fruits like mango or some strawberry or grapefruit or whatever I have you know and uh, the best male let's just say happens to be the grapefruit well you know that fuck the rest you know they just weren't good enough for me right now and uh, I'm gonna work with that grapefruit cross it to some things and things like that so you know, there's been a lot of uh, things like that, um, you know, and like 
you know, as you work with so many of the different names, I guess, like, am I still here? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Um, yeah, as I started working with different strands, um, it became like, you know, you really watch like the plants, their structure, and, you know, growth, leaf patterns and smells and stuff. You really get across the name bullshit, you know, that like been covered over like, oh, you'll see that, you know, this flavor is actually Northern Lights, but been renamed because of a phenotype maybe that was found or this or that. And maybe you're not seeing that phenotype as you pop your collection of seeds, but you find out that that strand might be this strand or that. And, you know, you really start learning um, more of like the plants look and uh, the whole like what it's going to be. And you start dissecting into like a lot of the varieties. Like um, a good one right now would be like uh, skunk and uh, haze. People bring up skunk and the double leaf separation and that being like a really unique thing to find if you're looking at skunks and it's like yeah I get a lot of skunk seeds that have this double separation thing going on and I don't see it with common strands of course and that's kind of like a big answer if you have skunk or not but um, if I you know pull all those double separated leaves and um, you know I run them and they're all smelling cheese you know then well, that's a cheese phenotype of that skunk and you know it's later than the fact of what people are looking for which is a little bit earlier when it was uh, that roadkill kind of vibe uh hopefully a future guest that uh i've been uh, recommended by your boy roy boy who's a, a friend and somebody else i have respect for past guests uh full 20 abnormal in 20 Full 20 abnormal. Sorry, I didn't mean to fuck your name all up like that. <laughs> Would like to know uh, if you know Silver Lake area, do you talk to uh, DJ Short or Motor Rebel or Green Rebel now as they are both in Michigan as well? Um, I didn't know DJ Short ended up here and I was here, but um, you know, I talked to him online. And that's kind of, I never met, oh, I did meet him in person, actually. But, um, you know, we were mostly talking online. So, um, and so I, I don't know, I guess I'll just reconnect with them. I guess that would be the easy way. Um, but yeah, that's cool. I do know Motorevel. Um, I, uh, being linked up with some of the people up north there, I got to uh, work with some of the strands that were going through their hands. Um, I don't know who the Lemon G came from, but I think maybe, uh, Moto Rebel's dad, because I think the son runs it now, was holding that one and uh, I got passed around and it opened my hands. But uh, I don't know, they, uh, they're they a really good group. Um, you know, a lot of these Michigan breeders, um, I end up beating at these cups and stuff and I trade them last receipt. I literally end up hanging out with like every single booth. I literally get as much glass into their hands for them to enjoy close to nothing as much as possible. They'll give me some seeds or whatever they got on their table, whether it's, you know, whatever the product that any table's running. And I get to meet like all these companies. So I do have a good, um, you know, I, I've, I've met a good amount of these uh, Michigan cats. And uh, as more of these events come back up, I'm sure I'll be uh, as many as I can. Yeah, I know the Lemon G story completely. 
Um, I just don't know um, how it got, you know, all the way to my hands. I do know it came from the hippie trail and the lady in Ohio was probably the lady who snuck it in her sleeve. Um, you know, she like sewed her sleeve, put the seeds there and it was a lemon tie that was out there. It smelled like lemons. She put the seeds in her sleeve and sewed her sleeve shut and then brought them back. And then she was running that lemon jean all the way until now still floats around. And uh, it, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's a Michigan or it's a Ohio, sorry, Ohio original, like the Death Star. But uh, yeah, I know it's made in Michigan and uh, I don't have it anymore, actually. I do uh, miss her, but um, I have a couple of crosses that I uh, kind of work with the lemon terpenes. The lemons come through and it just kind of, I've got like it uh, crossed into uh, Starfighter and things like that. Another friend of the show and past guest uh, brings up another great question and points. Where can we see your glass and where could they purchase some if they were interested? Good point and thank you, Detroit River Rat. Yeah, that is very true. Okay, so yeah, I work with a bunch of people on my glass. Um, I've got like three groups of people that all my glass goes with and I connect with with uh, like a collective. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, you guys can just uh, message me to see available glass or anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I spend a lot of, yeah, the glass is the production. It kind of does, uh, you know, and I'm not really pushing more of uh, like a, like a, you know, I do more of like a production style, so my work doesn't get out there as much, but I do have some people that um, push their names out and stuff, and I push my glass through them, and I do a lot of collabs and everything with them, so um, yeah, I can uh, definitely show you any glass at any point in time, um, just message me, and I can show you everything, um, yeah, so, oh, you had Kyle Cushman's on? I thought they were asking how I got the cut. Uh, they were asking if I have had him on. <clears throat> uh, I've asked. I've asked Kyle to come on a couple of times. and uh, Not yet. Huh? Not yet. Oh, man. Well, I definitely talked to him a couple of times. I do hold his strawberry cough cut. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, he came onto my page and just confirmed it. So it was like a whole thing that I got to talk to him. Great dude, very knowledgeable man. I would love to get him on and hear his story. Uh, everybody's busy. I keep trying. I keep trying. <laughs> uh, I can only do what, what I can do. CJ, cheers to you. Um, real quick for the lemon G people in chat. If it doesn't come out super fluffy, like it should be the most fluffiest shit you've ever seen in your life. And it should be like just lemons, like such lemons in the taste, the smell, just so lemon. Like, and I'm talking like straight lemons. And it should be really, really fluffy, like fluffy as hell. Yeah, man. You know, I, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I told you in the beginning, you were the guest. You're the biggest. You should have the first right of, you know, <laughs> first word, first word here. You know, I was just going to say, as far as the, um, the glass production, 
you know, I appreciate, like, like I said earlier, the artist aspect of blowing glass. So if the pieces are, you know, more limited and, you know, I, I appreciate that, to be honest with you. Somebody that, you know, takes time and puts out just I mean, exactly uh, what they want and the, the you, image, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm pretty sure most people are wondering about the Grateful Dead Steelies I make and um, some of the Sherlock's and stuff. I, uh, I definitely have all that stuff available. If anybody wants to see pictures or all of it, I do have it all. It's just, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just like not, you know, the whole branding and all that stuff is kind of new. So, you know, I'm just kind of working on all that kind of stuff. Thank you a lot, man. Your words mean a lot, man. You uh, you make me really feel like, uh, you know, I can really push all this stuff and uh, people will just enjoy it. And uh, it's a really good feeling. Yeah, I want, of course, yeah, I encourage that. You know, I want everybody to know your full range of talents. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what this thing's about, you know. So please, please feel free to... You know, show your glass, your genetics. That's, you know, part of getting to know you and what you're passionate about and where where cannabis has let you. So it's an open forum when it comes to that shit. Um, giveaway winner, you'll get a piece of glass in your package. Um, and uh, real quick, um, I forgot to let the giveaway winner pick his pack, so we should do that. We're done. <clears throat> Well, uh, I will. Uh, if you can, you can now screen share. I gave you the power to screen share, so you can actually bring up uh, a nice, you know what I mean, full screen menu. Just go over there to the green arrow, screen share whatever your menu. Boom! They'll kick us both off. Put us up. There you go. Beautiful. Everything is on screen now. Now I can zoom in if you guys uh, maybe that's too zoomed in. So Burning Tree Maine, please uh, pick out one of your strains and uh, go ahead and drop him a DM on Instagram. Can of Fiery. There's two of them. He's the 10K. 10K, not the two. Both of them. I had to make a backup. Okay, okay. I'm glad you pointed that out because I was I'd seen that earlier and I'm like, I don't know, because I was going to send you a message. I'm like, oh, I don't think that's the one I was talking to. I had to go back over to my my other account to make sure that's the, you were the same guy I was talking to. So I'm glad you pointed that right. out. Yeah, the other one's pretty fair. I, I, I honestly use the other one to follow uh, more accounts and stuff and like check things out. Like, you know, people I've traded and stuff, you know. To just kind of keep a, hey man, how's that doing for you kind of thing or whatever. Um, let's see. You guys can see all pictures and all that stuff on the feed. I'm going to start posting uh, plant pictures more and stuff. I've just been uh, kind of backed up, man. The glass production is more work than you guys would think. Um, So what made you, you know, head down the glass road, to be honest with you? You know, there's a lot of things to do, man. That's it's a costly startup just to, you know what I mean? See if yeah. you like it. Um, you know, it's kind of a sad story, but uh 
you know, the guy, the old guy I met who was the Grateful Deadhead, um, you know, he, uh, he was, uh, I ran into him at a festival. I was doing all kinds of art. I was, I, I naturally like paint and I make prints and pens and shirts and t-shirts. And I was, uh, I went to school for graphic design. That's why you could see me draw and I make my own art and everything. Um, so, uh, when I ran into this old guy, he was talking about how nobody wanted to do it anymore. And the buddy that I was with was a younger guy. He uh, was getting into the art schooling and uh, kind of doing the graphic work and stuff. And uh, we were at a show with, um, you know, a group of friends. And this old guy was teaching us how to do this last. And my buddy was at this art school um, also doing last, telling me every day, man, you're the only person I know who knows all about these pipes and Sherlock's and bonds and has known about it and, you know just as much as if i have a cannabis history i have a glass history with uh a lot of the uh artists and just the whole thing and uh so yeah when i uh met that old guy he taught me that grateful dead technique and all that stuff uh, you know uh we really uh took that really far and then uh, my buddy ended up passing away and uh when that happened i knew you know i should probably take glass a little more seriously so i started really taking it full on and uh making it more of the bigger thing i was doing and uh you know and that was before i even got in touch with plants i was just uh really interested in strands and stuff and if i could get some good herb i sure did and um yeah recently the older cat just passed away too and uh you know, it's been a thing, but I'll, I'll push the glass for sure. I push it through multiple friends and, uh, we all, you know, we teach each other everything. So. You yeah. know, it's funny that we hear, uh, you know, our journeys and stuff. I see uh captain 420 there. He shot me a DM today and, uh, saying hello, which I think is always cool. I always appreciate the hellos and, you know, people new to the show reach, you know, but he actually like, he was one of the hellos that went, you know what I mean? He, he definitely raised here because he told me where, you know, a little bit about himself and his uh, time in Michigan and they correlated. Like we were like in the same town at the same time. And which was like, <laughs> I'm like, I got to talk to this guy. So I, I'm looking forward to you know, DMing and getting to know 420 and kept it a little bit better to see <laughs> how close we were, how close we were growing probably side by side <laughs> in the same town. Right. Uh, that's kind of funny shit. That's kind of it, funny. It thing. really is. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. And uh, like you said, after Gary passed, that's a, that's a big thing. You know, everybody, you know, turned to doing other things or, you know, building, you know, glass brands or, you know, the whole thing. And, you know, it really inspired this whole turn of things. And that's a really a beautiful thing there. Uh, and like, man, like you said, man, and then people just come together like this and, you know, they'll just, you know, start uh, giving out a little more information about each other. This and that and you really build uh, really nice friendships. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Too. so did we did uh i think my thing is, is it, it showing the list on your side it is i believe it's just showing uh 
from a cas a clouded cosmic down to uh, just under dosy days and then delicious down to okay uh, lux leopard yeah i have all the artwork done for those ones so uh yeah if you, if you want to pick out of those that'd be great but if you want the whole list i can do that too it doesn't really matter uh no it's up to that's just up to you my friend it's bust out some bags around. Or you could get the strawberry cough one and the uh, GMO Mac molten otter or uh, swimming dough. So if you could there, please give us your uh, your pick. And if you don't pick That's right working. now, it's just hard to see or something. You can just DM me and be like, yo, I couldn't see or whatever. And I'll just, you know, send them list direct or whatever. Scroll up. All right, I'll uh, get this in the middle and get a whole, so you guys can see what we got here. Uh, all right, and it's a pretty limited drop, isn't it? So there's some more than others and stuff. Sorry, you say. Isn't it kind of nice to be able to, uh, you know, directly relate with the viewer like that? <laughs> That is the site link, but man, I haven't updated that thing in forever. I think I was on there the other day and threw some up there, but you know, I uh, I haven't updated in a long time. So uh, yeah, so um, that strawberry really cut is uh, you know from the, the Rabbit Hippie and uh, from uh, the Cush, Kyle Cushman's from some bigger runs. Uh, this OG Kush cut is from uh, out in the Cali area about, I don't know, 98, 99. It's been just a really uh, piney lemon vino that uh, has been held around for a very long time. This is actually my first time ever releasing a cross with it because, uh, you know, nobody really knows the cut. Um, the Molten Otter GMO Mac uh, cross, that's a circulating uh, GMO cross to uh, Mac off the initial drop that uh, Capulator did. Capulator also has some of my glasswork. He's got a Sherlock. And uh, that dosy dose I was explaining earlier. Um, let's see, we move on over here to the Jenny Kush Blue Diesel cross. Uh, the Jenny Kush is uh, one of those uh, really... Uh, loving strands that River Dakeness put out because they had their uh, buddy Jenny pass away. Um, yeah, the Blue Diesel, I, I guess I did. Yeah, the Blue Diesel is a good one. I'm pretty sure it originally came out of uh, some gear that Seedsman was doing and then uh, got crossed in there. Um, the Trot Breath is, uh, you know, only uh, seeds. I think they made the uh, Trot Breath and that's uh, to the Motor Breath 15. Very beautiful cut. I mean, shoot. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, the Giraffe Rex. That motor breath is loud, loud strain. That motor breath is just super loud. It's a beautiful cut, man. I love that thing, man. I uh, I need to get her back. I did some crosses with her, and I also have a cross of her with the male that Seed Junkie did that I hold. Uh, you know, a couple things there. Let's see. Uh, the Giraffe Rex is uh, that Angel Cookies is a uh, Cushman's to uh, TKBX3 out of Sea Junkies gear. And then that orange so chameleon is um, out. If uh, we're going over this way, I'm hopping zigzagging over. Uh, the Akema the, uh, Aurora's uh, orange chameleon cross. The orange chameleon came out of Myotex gear. 
He's uh, been doing a lot of uh, Gorilla Glue IBL stuff lately. The Hippo Zippo is a Gold Fighter cross. The Gold Fighter is a kosher, kosher cookies cross to Starfighter. And uh, the Starfighter comes from Alien Genetics. And the uh, Kosher Kush was a uh, OG cut that uh, DNA Genetics had around here for a long time. And uh, also have that same Gold Fighter crossed into Plug's Breath for the Zebra Ziggs. And then uh, we go into the Crumpets, which was uh, released by Cookie Fam, and then uh, F2 by, uh, man, I forget his name, but uh, that's a Cookie's uh, drop there across to the Pugs Breath. I also have that Crumpets crossed across to the Dosey Do for Kudos Kudu. And then the Grateful Brothers, somebody was asking about earlier. I have those both crossed. Uh, one's the Gazelle Spell, the other one is, uh, or oops, that's the Crumpets cross. The Antelope Hope and the Impala Impact are the Grateful Brother crosses, and those are Happy Brother crossed to um, a to Sour Diesel, and then I'm pretty sure crossed to uh, which call it. Uh, it's either Cement Shoes or one of the OGKB crosses. I'll uh, pull that up for somebody if they want to know a little more specific. And that was a Michigan breeder who made the Grateful Brother cross. I just found a really, really uh, nice vino that chunks out silver and pulls out some. It's really gassy. It's a really nice vino that I've been holding on to. So that's the first time I'm releasing crosses of that. And then uh, the Mama Ree's uh, headband to uh, Mango Puff, which is a headband. You know, it's a whole headband mango thing. And that one's crossed to, you know, both of different males. And then uh, I got the snake breath that I was talking about earlier crossed to both. So, yeah, I could keep going on. It gets into where Go ahead. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, so then the snake breath crossed to both of those. Um, so the snake breath is a very gassy strand. Um, I wouldn't recommend it for somebody who's got, like, smell kind of worries because if you put it in your car or anything and you uh, – leave it for even like 10 minutes it's going to smell for days after and it's the spooky cut labeled there because if you smoke it it really gives you that paranoia creeper vibe that like you were just scared shitless so <laughs> it'll, yeah it's uh it'll make you not feel too uh, comfortable so uh really strong stuff though so if you don't really take like a hit of something and want to make sure it's going to work you know those uh, stink breath crosses are good and that's the uh hypo hyena and the um cheetah creepa and then going on to the wow stretch which i'm pretty sure got a name change but it's a banana og to uh, maui og to the puck's breath very very if you're looking for something classical that's really banana terpenes it grows like an og which grows like shit mostly when i mean shit it means like a straight up plant going straight you got to top it a bunch of times but people love that for scrogs and stuff and if you're looking for an og this will do it it yields crazy. It grows super fast. It's um, easy to trim. I mean, it's got a lot of features people love, but a little bit harder to grow being a, a, a Maui OG, OG cross. But I mean, I, uh, I'll tell people how it is versus not. And then uh, the next one is uh, Nightingale Glory. It's a Night Nurse to do, -Si -Do cross. This is a very, very tight and true stem. If you're looking for something where the Dosi -Si -Do is going to shine through and grow super easy, that's your uh, pretty good cross there. Um, and then if I go up to the Lux Leopard, 
it's a luxury, you know, leopard kind of ordeal. The kosher cookies was made by DNA and it wasn't dropped very widely, more to like specific uh, facilities and stuff. And that one was uh, a very, very silver pheno, very indica, very, very danky gas. Um, then we go up to the dodo days. It's uh, moonshine haze to ghost train haze. And then to the pugs, that one is... Uh, rare dankness on the haze aspect and man if you're looking for something hazy but like really modern day easy to grow like not some like hazy bullshit um man that's your hit and man it's super like tasty gassy flavorful a lot of packs in your bone it's uh plus it's when it was crossed to the puck's breath man it is very colorful it's man it's a really really nice one and uh she yields and grows easy and uh man she's a nice one really nice one um, then we go to the Starling Gloss. It's uh, Cherry Punch to uh, Dosido. The Cherry Punch was uh, Cherry AK-47 uh, skunk there. So, uh, and the Punch was a very icy, very nice one. It's a really nice, easy to grow, like really beautiful flower. You don't even have to try and she'll just come out beautiful every time. You could totally just like not care and she'll just do it for you. So that's kind of really nice for people. The Razzle Dazzle going up is a raspberry punch by um, Biotech again to the Dosido. Man, if you want something to grow quicker than you could ever imagine and be out of hand quicker than you want and just be super, super trippy on flavors like the strawberry cough, but like way bigger nugs, way silver looking, you want the Razzle Dazzle. Um, the Marabou Blue is a fun one I put together. Um, if you guys know the site Seed Finder, it's like all the genetics are there. They um, really uh, are really cool to me and uh, one of the uh, nice pe uh, people I've met and ran across. They really like that Blue OG I was able to, uh, and that Blue OG is from uh, G13 Labs, I'm pretty sure. And it's uh, really, really blueberry turps. I mean, it is the most blueberry thing I've come across. And it's crossed to an OG, making it, you know, a little more stronger hitting. Um, it's like blueberry muffins that cushy out, you know, very uh, relaxing uh, smoke. And then we'll go up to the delicious, which is a uh, bubblegum uh, dosi dough. It is bubblegum, like you would know. It's the indica phenom that goes around. So, uh, it uh, grows really short girl and reeks of bubblegum in the bag to the smoke and especially to the dosi dough man anything crossed to the dosi dough it turns it silver and uh, red anything crossed to the pug's breath it turns it really like uh gassy pebble fruity pebble black like leaf looking uh, really icy plant and then uh the last one on here is sky king to pug's breath which is the clouded cosmic and that one is uh it's a gassy stand. It's a astro dog. Um, Sky King was made by Dinky Dinkster. He's not really talked about too much, but he has a lot of the original Kemp stuff. And uh, he's an older cat that's not around too hard, but uh, he uh, he made the Sky King. And it's a, it's a very uh, alien OG, OG Chem uh, type of thing. Those are pretty much gone, though. I, I still have some packs stash somewhere. That's a pretty impressive list there. You know, a lot of questions when I when we talk about breeding there is the importance of the male there uh, and what they look for. So, what did make what made you choose the pug's breast and the doses? And, you know, what stood out and what do you think uh, they bring with the crosses? You know what I mean? Well, you know, 
that's that's one thing a lot of people <clears throat> don't understand is exactly what traits the male brings. So what are some of the things that, you know, these two bring that, you know, you know, are the reasons you're working with them, basically. So, uh, and that's a really good thing to bring up, like super good, because, you know, that's what shines over mostly, most of the time. And uh, for me, I had this Pug's Breath cut and do do clone only um, for a long time. I lost the Pug's Breath. And when I lost the Pug's Breath, I was kind of destroyed in the fact that I didn't share it with anybody. I only crossed it a little bit and um, I just didn't have it anymore. It was one of my favorite cuts. I, uh, I really missed it. So uh, I, uh, when I was looking to uh, try to bring it back into my life, I saw that the lady who originally made Endo Breath, which is um, the same thing, just renamed Pug's Breath, a little bit of crossing around or, you know, all within the same genetics. Um, so Mendo Breath and Pug's Breath are the same thing. Um, she can't, she wasn't able to grow anymore. She's been doing a bunch of auctions with her and her husband. So, um, somebody I saw got them and I really just wanted that pug spread to work with for myself really. And, um, at the same time, literally at the same time, I was doing a glass trade. My lady was, um, getting into collecting her first seeds and doing her first breeds for herself. We mostly breed for ourselves to have better whole time but recently people have asked me to bring uh genetics out so that's why i have and um she was doing some of her first crosses and stuff and she traded for glass and the guy didn't send her the seeds he just didn't send her them. and uh he got the glass and everything and then some mutual friend of his messaged me and said hey man um I would love to give you seeds for what happened. And I said, oh, it's cool and everything. Let's just do a trade. So I gave him some glass and he uh, ended up giving me the dosido from uh, a company, uh, you know, that was putting out the dosido that got it directly from archive. And um, I then took it a couple generations myself uh, to bring it out. So I think it's at F5 in my hands now. Um, and just kind of like, because I had the clone only still of the dosido, so I was able to. Uh, and I only started with six dosido seeds, so out of the six dosido seeds, I brought it up to you know having maybe a hundred, and then you know working that up to you know having more than you ever want, you know, kind of thing. And um, when I was working with both of those lines, you know, I popped the seeds at the same time, kind of thing. I was watching, you know, a lot of the OGKB stuff and I had cement shoes and I had followed that strand closely. So I just had a good eye on the OGKB, which is a cookie hybrid. So it's just like a newer cookies kind of thing. I uh, really got to work the lines a little bit. And what I was mainly looking for was a representation of what I had. So, you know, the Pug's Breath, I'll tell you guys, is a little bit harder to grow than the Dosios. They, um, they're very OGKB dominant, so you'll get some funky phenos coming out of there. But if you give them love and hope and get them to their full potential, because they grow out of it completely, um, they will be way danger than you could imagine. And that's where a lot of these people were pulling these new clone onlys and stuff was from bag seeds and things like that. And... Uh, it's really beautiful stuff. There is some like really fast growing, easy growing ones and all of it, but uh, the Pug's Breath is a little bit harder. The Dosido, on the other hand, is a little bit in line. You know, it went up to the F4 by the time this happened. And at that point, 
the breeding of the nasty phenos was pretty much taken out. So um, it was more like, uh, you know, every time you could pop a couple seeds or a lot, you would get the two phenos every time. And the two phenos being one, like a pre-98 Bubba Kush, very short, squatty girl, cushy and all. And then uh, a taller, stretchy girl that's more creamier and finishes white, but her turn uh, leaves will turn red. And both of them will turn colors and fade like beautiful fall colors. Um, but uh, yeah, they're beautiful. And then on back on the pug's end, she does finish up black and beautiful and really brings out color uh, with uh, purples and uh, a little bit of orange and mad frost and uh, plants finish like black. So bringing those into like the crossing aspect was very beautiful because uh, knowing how the moms were and then seeing them clash to males I was very familiar with uh, lineage and working with them uh, multiple generations when we went to like testing seeds and stuff. Um, man, everything was so beautiful and very, uh, you know, you know, uh, just really unique. Um, it matches everything out there today. And I, uh, I can't wait for people to try it is all I got to say on that. Oh, damn it, the, the damn mute button. Damn that mute button. <laughs> so well, I was going to refer to the, the chem crosses that you were talking to because you were talking about baby and your way through the one. You know, I enjoy chem. I'm a big fan of the chem. Is, uh, but uh, one of the things about them strains that throw them late bananas, for me, what I find with them strains that do that are uh, they don't like to... The, if to avoid that, if you pull back your nutrients like mid flower, it usually usually will alleviate that uh, late flower banana in that strain. Yeah. Uh, so I, I never have a problem with the, the counts. I, uh, that's a, one of them strains I really enjoy. Yeah. And uh, another thing, a quick I want to shout out to you. You know, it's awesome that you're able to have a significant other there that shares you know the same passion as well and you're able to like both work on breeding so that's pretty awesome as well just shout out to the two of you for something cool as well yeah <laughs> seriously fire crossed i mean uh, i would get that into more hands than i would even you know she took the she got a uh, forbidden lime, so what it was called like forbidden fruit to the black lime reserve, super limey phenos, lemon, like the lemon G all the way, but more like a little bit of the gas you're told. Then she took that and crossed it to Starfighter, and it just like was the iciest, most rock hardy indica plants ever. And like literally, you could touch them, rub up against them, and you're just smelling lemons. It's uh, we're gonna get that out there for sure. Awesome, awesome. That's yeah, awesome. I had a pleasure working with a couple of those Black Lime Reserve crosses, too. Oh, awesome. And that uh, big, fat buds, man. That lime was very pungent in the ones that I had, and yep. it was just oh, yeah. a pleasure. Yep. You, you already know. It's just the lemons all over the place. And uh, 
and she breeds true. You know, you could cross it in anything, and she'll, the lemons will probably take over. So when uh, it got hit to that uh, starfighter, you know, starfighter is another one where the, you know, whatever you cross it to it turns anything icy. So you know, the combination of both of them was just like lemon icy, no matter what. Like. <laughs> That sounds uh, pretty awesome. I can't wait to uh, hear about that one as well. Hopefully, you guys will keep us updated on the, on the current strain list. Oh, like I said in the beginning, I hope th- I hope that you've enjoyed yourself enough that you and you'll be checking back in on the wormholes, popping in and out, and telling us, you know, a little bit about breeding and what you're working on. Oh, of course, of course. I would definitely like to keep everybody, you know on that and uh see the you know how it's going and uh everything it's a you know and you know i like to do giveaways a lot i do them almost weekly on my page so you know feel free to join them you know i'll pop in here and uh if i'm ever on live feeds or whatever i'll you know continuously do them you know i uh i want to get this stuff into people's hands and i want people to you know want to come and do these things and that's you know one of the good things about it is you know sharing the I agree with you. You know, one of the things I that I'm really proud of that uh, that about the show that I've personally done this last year in this journey is give out a lot of fucking seeds and to get people to get growing. And uh, people like yourselves that come on and dump out knowledge of breeding, growing, both here and in the wormhole, man, is priceless on my end their end and but uh and in in memorable in memory of my friend sub cool there who passed uh february last year and uh, but his birthday was in september and in the honor of uh you know keeping a, a friend of mine's memory alive and doing what he would do is give away some free seeds and we want to teach people to grow. Man, I mailed out 200 packs of uh, Jelly Bean, Agent Orange, and Sangria out to people with, uh, you know, it was with the, the idea, you know, to teach people to grow, you know, to grow, to tag, tag it with the photos. And, you know, so everybody, if it was a new grower, could you know follow along with an older grower and ask you know, questions with tips see how everybody's preparing Dude, that is so awesome and you got to really help with that that is like beautiful so beautiful so i respect you know people like yourself that are you know both trying to get your you know giving seeds out because you want to give them out and you know to get things going for yourself it's a great way to get people to you know love a great strain and to get a good name going for yourself, to be honest with you, it's always nice to, you know, see your strain grown around the world and to hear people. How many? I, I, that's another cool thing. I've ha- seen people, breeders, you know, travel and nonchalantly talk to people about cannabis and, you know, hear their name of one of their strains come out. And what a great feeling that is to, you know, oh, by the way, I, uh, I bred that one out. You know what I mean? To see, right. you know, right. see that firsthand, you it's know, true. would it's be so amazing. Uh, I see somebody in the comments bringing up uh, Romulan Joe. Um, it's a very Indica one. It's uh, 
a little bit classier. I would honestly say maybe it might be like a Northern Lights, but don't quote me on that, or hopefully I don't get in trouble for saying something like that. But, um, uh, you know, I always thought why he called it it Romulan. Um, you know, there's a Romulan, Michigan. Maybe he was from that area, Romulan, Michigan, you know, because he's a Michigan cat. Um, I don't know, but, you know, I do have some Romulan seeds that I probably will dig into. Well, the original Romulan's from uh, Mr. Solo, right? From where? Romulan C99, same strain. Oh, is it a C99? Is that what it is? I believe so. I could be wrong on that, but I'm, I don't know. I'm I, sure. I I don't know exactly what it was. I just uh, know her being very indica, is what I thought. Um, or was told. Maybe I'm wrong too. And uh, I know it's from Michigan. He was from Michigan, and. Uh, you know, I don't really know a lot of that, so you're probably right, <laughs> you know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I smoke a lot of weed, can't fire. <laughs> I smoke it's a shit ton of weed. And you know, to be honest with you, yeah, you know, that's one of my weaknesses, man. I got a lot of respect for it, guys. I write all my shit down. All my testing, you know, uh and I gotta be clear about that too, because I am on record every night. Uh, tester strains, new strains, first runs uh, in the book. You know, I write down breeder crosses, seeds popped, day of popped. You know what I mean? And start my journal like that. But after I've grown them several times, and I'm very guilty of kind of throwing that date and record right out the window because you know what I mean I've ran them a few times I I'm not necessarily a calendar person to where I mean I kind of talked about this earlier it's not production for me it's quality and I know what I want to see from my plant and my calendar can't tell me that because environment and everything else changes which will dictate that final date you know what I mean so right you know, and that's right. And, you know, that's the thing, you know, for me, I was always in like a smaller scale. So it wasn't really, you know, I'd slab the label on there every time. And it was, you know, that's all I needed to keep track of, you know, for the most part, I'd watched, you know, when the first day flowering, when it ended. So I didn't really have to keep it too hard, kept it really simple. And uh, as more things came across, you know, I could really just uh, keep the names right. And, um, you know, and uh, for me, for breeding, you know, if I breed with something a couple times and it's just not my favorite in the crowd, I'll uh, I'll take it out of the cycle and uh, get rid of it. I wish I was a little bit more adamant of spreading the clone before I got rid of it because there's some serious fire that have gone through my hands and I didn't spread it and I just get rid of things. Um, but, you know, I try to keep my seeds dropped fresh. So, you know, if I get Romulan seeds from 20 years ago or skunk seeds from 15 years ago, I got to pop them and do the work now versus, you know, let them sit any longer. And um, uh, the Romulan guy, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I'm not sure. I do, I have worked with Space Queen. I see where Cinderella 99 is. I definitely smoked it a lot when I was younger. Um, C99 is more of like a Jack. And uh, Jack and Northern Lights kind of pretty much uh, ride along the same line if you watch them grow. So that's why I uh, brought up, like, 
thinking that Romulan was like an Indica Afghani, which is what Northern Lights is, because a lot of those earlier strands were Indica Afghanis. Um, so, you know, but like I said, I have Romulan seeds that I'll build in myself and kind of get a clear whatever. Um, I do know of a podcast or two where uh, a couple guys hold a very older cut, uh, very old cuts of Romulan and get a lot of information about it there. If you want to message me and I can do those things. Uh, I'm just kind of catching up here, looking over at chat. Uh, they're, they've all been enjoying this as much as I have. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm seeing this. You know, I do a couple of live things, so I try to, like, you know, see how the chat goes and follow them a little bit and uh, see how it so what are there's any strains that uh you you know sitting in your vault that you're looking forward to uh popping with and maybe uh breeding with sometime soon um i mean i breed constantly i uh i just keep smaller amounts of things and not really uh big scales so that way i can kind of like do little amounts and just kind of always be like uh, making seeds and trying things um i got like a lot of chem work recently in my way, so I've been dabbling that way, popping a lot of that, but uh, also just trying a lot of the sour uh, diesel that I have just to compare the two. Especially, I've seen a lot of uh, chem OG hybrids, so I'm just trying to get my eyes familiar with uh, a lot of it. Um, like Stump VA, he just started making all those seeds um, for his company, and uh, I got a bunch of those from a friend of his. So I just been kind of digging through those. So I, uh, yeah, there's been an interest of cheese lately around me and skunk. Everybody's asking me to go do the skunk and cheese stuff. So I've been doing all that stuff. Um, honestly, I don't know why everybody wants the skunk so bad. I feel like it's more leafy and uh, not really like, I don't know, appealing compared to a lot of strands out there, but you know, I might say much. I just think, you know, a lot of the super loud strains are leafy, to be honest with you. You kind of stated that earlier, the soon the terpy terpy shit. For me, uh, that man, the terpenes play such a huge, huge role in. Uh, cannabis for me. It isn't necessarily about the large THC amount. It's it's the terpenes. It's what's on the nose. What hits me like that. And what hit, usually what hits me on the nose usually tells me perfectly where I want to go. And usually for me, for the skunk terps, that type of flavor, that type of terp, it's that smile. Real good laffy type weed that I don't really think, you know, exists in a large scale to this day, to be honest with you. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I'm on the pine trail as well for both of those reasons. I believe the pines and the skunks uh, are the very sociable you nailed it. hurt your face and gut uh, strains. You nailed it. I, uh, I, for skunk and pine and whatever, it does hit that laughable creative side that you're looking for, at least in my 
studies and finding you have nailed what I've nailed on that same information that uh, lemony, lemony, uh, limey, or like whatever kind of pheno characteristics are very uh, get you laughing and uh, really creative and things like that. I really hunt for those too. So when it comes to you know breeding, we kind of hit upon this a little bit. Would you rather breed from strain or from cut? to be honest with you, because I could see, you know, the pluses and minus on both sides, you know, the popping from seed, being able to pheno hunt and possibly some vigor. But, uh, you know, as far as cut, you know, there's the reliability of somebody's done the work and this is, this, this is what it is. And, you know, you know, I do like uh, what you're going to get. Because they're tight and true and you can get like a lot of you know, representation, seeing it being ran around, especially if you get a clone that's been like, you know, the clones that I usually get are clones that breeders use. So it's like, um, you brought up Mota Rebel and a lot of the clones I originally got were their breeder cuts. And, um, you know, when I got those cuts, um, you know, they were tied in true cuts. And I really like that because, you know, if I got a male that kind of sucked, when I went to go testing, you know, I'd be like, oh crap, like the string got worse. Like that mouth sucked, like, you know, um, so that was cool. But then um, when I got into like, you know, hunting from seed and then like uh, making crosses with those, I really found a lot of uniqueness. And the problem with that is like, let's say I find, you know, let's say I go hunt like a lemon strand and I find three phenos that are great. Okay. Now I've crossed all of them to my new male. Well, now I have like three different versions of the same strand and then that gets all tricky, but you know, it's all up to kind of how you want to go. I do a little bit of both, honestly. And uh, I think it's more about um, what I'm trying to make. Like, you know, a lot of these crosses that I've list up, listed out, uh, I put them together and gave them these names and all this different stuff because I felt like the mix of the cross with the male and uh, the name was a true representation of what um, they were going to get. So, you know, I had, you know, I made more than, uh, you know, I listed. I just uh, made smaller amounts or, you know, I only got 10 seeds or something small or whatever. And uh, those strands, you know, you know, I, I looked into you know, deeper, and, you know, and then I constantly do that with these ones. And then as I go into like F2s up to F4s, I really start to dissect what that strand has to offer. You know, uh, I hope, I appreciate your open pollen breeding aspect too, uh, a little bit as far as being able to pass on multi-traits into the next generation. Sometimes you can't nail down that male and because they do offer both, you know, nice traits. So I give you shout outs to that. But what I wanna, I'm curious to know your opinion about as a breeder is uh, indoor and outdoor breeding. You know, I'm, I'm kinda, kinda on the fence about that. I almost think we're breeding down our cannabis to an extent that, you know, Indoor breeding's great. We can do a lot of, you know, in particular selection, but we're breeding indoors. You know what I mean? Which is, you know, a lot less environment, a lot less phenotypes that would be available. And I, uh, in my opinion, you know, we're taking out some of the hardiness too, uh, I, uh, in my I opinion. 
you know, I think the best way to do it is a greenhouse outside if possible. You know, if you look at some of these old cats like Neville and uh, Sam the Skunk Man and, uh, you know, Breeder Steve and uh, a lot of these guys that did a lot of breeding outside organically and just all of that, they, uh, 30 years later, you could pop their seeds and like, dang, dude, they're still good. Um, and you're right, you know, you're taking a wolf and you're turning it into a dog. So when you're doing that the whole time, you know, these things are getting smaller and smaller and they're getting more finicky. They're not dealing with the elements. They're not getting hit with wind and rain and the natural elements out there that would be there. And, um, you know, that's a whole thing right there, you know, and uh, you're right. You know, I really look up to some of these bigger companies like DNA and, um, you know, uh, 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 Canarado and, uh, you know, just anybody who's made it to a bigger level and uh, being able to do the breeding outside to really uh, start looking into these things and bringing this stuff back with the collections and stuff they have to really uh, stop that from happening. Because I think you're absolutely correct. I mean, you know, I, you know, I just did a lot of this work and it's beautiful and I know it does great out uh, indoors and, you know, outdoors, it's going to be, you know, a little bit tougher, I would say, you know, because they're very, you know, dead plants. So they're going to attract a lot more, you know, things outside where like, you know, I've done the black Russian stuff where, you know, you could throw that stuff outside and it's going to be massive and it's going to do itself and, you know, it's going to do really good outdoors. So, you know, it's all, you know, genetics really. And, um, you know, crossing things into each other is a, a thing and getting it into multiple hands for multiple people to try it in multiple environments. You know, I talked to Kevin Jodry on multiple occasions and, you know, he argues the fact since we're talking about the skunk and that's why I'm bringing it up is, um, <clears throat> you know, he, he said that, you know, we lost the skunks due to indoor cultivation. You know, people at the time not being able to control the terps of, of the strain. And I think, it, you know, he, he's kind of smacked me down on this, but I still hold, I'm still holding firm on this, that it's indoor cultivation in part that uh, is one of the reasons that we can't bring it back or we haven't brought it back yet because, you know, we're, we've eliminated the outdoor breeding aspect of it you know in order in my opinion to bring it back the the strain that a lot of us remember we have to put out similar strains in similar environments you know what i mean i I guarantee it developed that skunk turp because you know it, it was trying to ward off deer or whatever type of animal and that was ultimately you know what brought out them turps and yeah. now that we're mainly breeding indoors, we're not, you know, we, there's not fucking deer kicking our plants. You know what I mean? There's not shit, other animals, rabbits and shit trying to eat it to where it has to, it needs to bring out them turps. So I think that's one of the difficulties in bringing it back, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, one of the big things I've been learning watching the plants is, you know, a lot of these chem varieties are skunky, like the skunks, and they grow like the skunks, and I can kind of see where, you know, it went a little bit, and where, like, it's just that really, you know, you make kind of puke, uh, really, you know, trash, smell, dead, like, something died, and, um, 
you know, people are, you know, wanting to go back that. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, people that got into indoor breeding in the 80s happened, you know, uh, they were cracking down on this stuff, greenhouse stuff. You know, there was a drought. Like, you, if you literally go talk to, like, deadheads who were going to a lot of the Grateful Dead shows, they will literally tell you about how there was, like, all this, like, you know, dog butt or skunk or, like, you know, you will literally hear some of the oldest strand names and how, like, good they were and, like, all of a sudden, when um, the 70s shows hit to, like, the 80 era up until, like, the early 90s, a lot of, uh, there was just a big drought, and, like, a lot of that bud that was growing, getting grown outdoors wasn't happening anymore. People were getting in trouble, and a lot of that good kind bud, stuff like that, that was, like, really strong, like, you know, like, it was just gone, you know, and, like, you know, cops will always say, you'll see movies that will be like, oh, you smell like skunk smells like skunk or blah 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 you smell like skunk well it's because you know at that time frame that kind of stuff was being ran like crazy and like being spread out and like shows and things like that across like the only places that it could you got to remember the culture was a little more underground a lot more smaller so you know if you went to a show at this city you know you were able to connect and get some of this stuff and then bring it back to your city and it was this whole like underground network because there was no media no cell phones none of that stuff you know these people were recording cassette tapes and were passing them to each other with you know whatever they had and things like that so like you know this stuff really spread around and as these people would get in trouble and not be there anymore this stuff wasn't being spread around and um, it really did disappear and like you know there's that whole thing where you know sam the soup man went to europe and you know he changed it to cheese and well you know if he predominantly had the skunk line and he was the one who probably had the most seeds being pushed out of it because like not many people were pushing out seeds you know and you know he changed line well then yeah it probably did really fade away and you know if you really want to get that stung you're going to probably have to go through his gear you know bam nailed it that's one of the reasons all right you just take me back to another prior part of the conversation about breeding and the importance of you know wanting to you know i i appreciate again i got tons of even more further down the line in this conversation i've gained even more respect for you as a breeder to be quite honest with you but when i'm talking about you know you encouraging others to do the breeding uh i'm fucking worried about that shit i'm terrified terrified canifari to be honest with you because we're at, at such a great time in cannabis, to be honest with you, to where, well, with labs and tests, that we could actually figure out a lot of genetics. You know what I mean? A good recipe of what we got, what we became to love, instead of right now everything's so cross, 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 hybrid, 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 hybrid. And cut only, cut only, cut only, cut only, which a lot of times is herm only. It were herms that made it through the cut. Um, and it, which are being bred with and, you know, mistakes, they, they come back out in breeding. In time. That's a good, that you know was a I mean? really good thing to touch up on that. You know, people are like, why do you bring it out to F4? Why do you bring it out to F2 or 3 or this or that? And it's like, well... You know, I don't want things to hurt my people. I want, you know, I want to know, you know, because, you know, Docido and Pug and like a lot of these that were, you know, made from bags. If you don't work out 
these things deep down the line, you're going to have these problems unless you know what's true that's going to come out. And I, you're not always going to be right. But the more you get into the line, the more you're going to be sure that it comes out correct. And like I, I, one of the things that I would bring up is like if you look at the old readers like Neville, uh, uh, you know, Hayes Brothers, um, you know, any of those old guys, um, you know, we were talking about Sam the Skunk Man. You know, they would take, let's say, their line of skunk. They would cross it to multiple females, multiple males, and they would uh, really, like, see it down the generations. And if they found Herm or something, you know, they would mark it, okay, that was the Herm, you know, blah, blah, blah. Let me see how many generations I can go to find that again or if it ever comes back again and things like that. So it's like a whole rabbit hole of uh, really trying to dig for what you want as you get into a line. And um, like you said, a lot of people are making hybrids and stuff. And like, I, you know, I see that side of things too. You know, the only way we'll have a lot of genetic material is if people constantly make stuff. So it really is getting to the point, like you said, it is getting crazy today. It, I would, you know, it is scary. People are making, you know, seeds all day and uh, that whole thing. But, you know, there's also this other side of things too, you know, like some of these companies have gotten really big and now they can grow huge numbers and, you know, some of the seeds they're pushing out are really good. Like, here's a good example. You know, Cali Connections was one of the first people I ever heard of making fem seeds. And if you go look up, you know, their fem seed history, it's not very good. You know, people would, you know, trash talk them and this and that and like make it a whole bad thing and like hate on their strands. You know, flash forward 10, 15 years later, you know, every company is making fems. There's good ways to do it. People are really good at making fems. People still suck at making fems. And, a lot of those Cali connection things that were made 15 years ago are used in breeding programs like crazy. So, you know, there's so many angles to look at it. And, you know, the real thing, you know, it, you're right to be afraid. You know, you, you don't, you want to really know your breeder and know what they're doing. And you want to make sure if something goes wrong, they're going to take care of you and they're going to find out what the problem is. And that's a really big thing to look into. So, and again, um, and just for conversation's sake here, you know what I mean? I'm not asking you to come my way on this or whatever, but this is the other reasons why I'm asking, I kind of look for the slowdown. And you've kind of touched on this point yourself, is when it comes to breeding and the pheno selection and stuff like that, you know what I mean? That shit's lost down the road as we pointed out with like sour diesel you know what i mean it's bred by this cat it's it's bx it's bx well through the bx process that breeder has done pheno selection you know what i mean it's it's a re it's a re uh (laughs) reproduction and reinterpretation reinterpretation of what they think the original was but they can't you know to re accurately reproduce as you stated they need to at least either have mom and pop or some starter packs of what they worked from you know what i mean that they can pinpoint a similar sister and brother to kind of maybe and then even at that it's only second best you know what i mean and with with technology being the way that it is now there's in my opinion there's no fucking there's no reason for that shit 
when and I, I would think when 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 deer breeding too, you the same thing. You would want people to work with your version from now on. And there's no reason in this point in time they shouldn't work with anything but yours. It shouldn't be a back cross. You know, with things now, the way the things are, you can actually take, and you know, hopefully, you know, at some point, you know, I know it costs money, but I hope you utilize this, like say tissue culture. You know what I mean? There's right. no way that, you know, you can't put, you know, your pug's breath and your dosi in some tissue culture and go, okay, they're safe. You know what I mean? And again, with your moms and pops or your moms of both. You know what I mean? In case you want to move on. And now someday you're moving on. You found different moms and pops down the line. This is what I'm working with. But, you know, you one of your crosses, you know, uh, the dodo days, you know, they, they love that shit. You know what I mean? It was legendary. Now you can bring uh, mom and pop out of tissue culture and put them out, reproduce seeds again. Almost identical to what you put out the first batch, that just be the you know beauty. what I mean? Oh, that would just be like such a beauty. And that's like where, you know, all this thing getting bigger and more legal and people like, you know, you know, as these people get into, you know, tissue culture and bigger corporations and stuff, you know, they should be looking into some of these little guys to fool mothers. I mean, I, I see how it goes, you know, both ways, people trying to hoard things and this and that. And like, I don't know. I, I, I start telling people, you know, we're all going to die. So, I mean, just like you kill a plant, you know, that, you know, that will happen to us. So, you know, if we don't spread this stuff now, it's going to be, you know, the sad story of the stunt where nobody can find this thing because who knows, one guy wanted to order it or this or that. So I agree with you, you know, I, I wish that, you know, everything could go that way. You know, I would love to just, you know, go, hey, will somebody just store all of my mom's and tissue culture and let me just pop all the seeds out? You know, I would... You know, I, I've even debated about working with, uh, you know, some companies and getting into the facilities just to pop all my seed stock and see what I truly have and uh, do projects with them knowing that they're going to, you know, possibly get to own every little bit of everything and just be happy to do the project, and, you know, things like that. There's cats like uh, Raptor Grows that's had a few episodes here on... Uh... On my on my channel, and he hangs out quite a bit over there on Fumadors, but uh, you can directly reach him on Instagram. But there's a lot of other cats out there that are, you know, leaving some great information on t at home tissue culture, to basically you know where you could be doing it at home, uh, taking samples and keeping your in there, you know, basically buying you a small refrigerator, keep it 60 degrees and storing all your cuts in there. And he actually is, uh, you know, kind of back and forth DM telling you, you know, even how to clean up cuts, uh, you know, through the process. So it's getting to be very at home, to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, that would be the way to go, you know, and it, it you know, it comes down to like, what you're trying to do for me, that would be beautiful because, you know, I do hold a lot of this genetic material and like, you know, it sucks to go like, oh man, I made this awesome cross and then like, now I don't have the original, you know, here's a good, here's a good example. There's a strand we call both fighter and it's that kosher, kosher, uh, kosher kush cross to the star fighter and uh, that kosher kush, man, 
I would have kept that forever. And we all lost it, obviously, because, you know, we all and, uh, you know, we, we still have the Starfighter line, but we don't have that original mail. But, like, man, that, that the clone we carry is just, like, wow, man. You can give that thing to anybody, and they would just, like, just love everything about it because, it, you know, it has everything you want. And, like, you know, we just kept thinking, like, man, why do we keep these parents? You know, this and that. Just, you know, and, you know, it, tissue culture would have really been a thing. And, you know, there are companies out there that, you know, are trying to make it a money thing, and nobody really has that money. So for, like, I mean, people do, but, you know, for them to bring it to the home setting and help people out on that, that's that's how it should be. And I'm glad to hear, you know, things like that. Yeah, me, me too, because as I, you know, somebody on your end of it too, I would be, you know, that whole genetics mess with phylos there in the beginning. I still think that's a little bit scary, to be honest with you, to give for like all you guys that's given all your hard work over to like a storage bank like that. That'd be pretty scary on my part, to be honest with you too i'd be worried if somebody taking my genetics and then at some point just going yeah forget you that again the, the renamed strain but again with testing yeah i think it's easy enough to point shit out anymore to where you could call foul but maybe not but it'd still be scary i'd rather keep them at home in my fridge <laughs> to be honest with you <laughs> to be honest with you right i don't blame you i don't blame you and you know it's been that way and you know you know, I've watched people, you know, grab cuts that, you know, I've, like, cherished, I've read, I've, you know, hunted out, you know, you know, and, like, you know, big pools and stuff, and, like, uh, then they just go, like, literally change the name, because, like, you know, the market wants to say cookies, so, oh, man, <laughs> you know, you know, it's a cookies cross, yeah, but, you know, it, you know, and that's fine, you know, I, I get how it is, you know, people want to do that, I, I, I keep everything the same and don't name chains or anything because, you know, I see how things go down. The only thing that will ever happen to me is I get a lot of crosses that uh, they didn't name it at all. They just put this times this. And then I go hit up the like person I got it from. They're like, yeah, man, I just don't care. And I'm like, what? Then I'm over there naming the strand for them. And then I try to make it a good thing. And I'm like, dude, you should, you know, whatever. And then they'll just use my name. And it's like, all right, well, I'm glad I could do that for you, you know? things like that, you know, I want to help people out too, you know, I want people to think that, you know, whatever they do is great, because it probably isn't, you know, you're willing to try it out, and it ends up being great, you know, not everything is, but, you know, things tend to be, if, uh, you know, there's good, honest work into it, you know. You know, and I've seen some goofy shit too, as far as kind of like slide his hand in the business, I mean, even worse, firsthand, you know, uh, I, one of the most shitty things I've seen. I've walked away from Boost. I've seen it twice. I've seen it twice. Two different breeders. Two different breeders that, uh, you know, again, I think it's funny because you never know who's watching, basically. And again, it kind of goes with the show. I like, I love the openness of this show. Uh, people, you know, wanted me to thought about recording and I can't do it recorded. And I prefer the openness of, you know, you knowing exactly what's being said. No editing behind your back or what I would do or say. You know what I mean? Exactly. Good on both sides. But the same thing goes with, like, public dealings. I've sat back on many a night at events 
talking with somebody just outside of a booth, getting ready to approach, you know, a seed booth and ask some questions just like in earshot, but not, you know, ready to approach. And it seemed this is this is the one of the most shadiest things I've ever seen. It, I, it pissed me off when I seen it was the cat had a jar on his table, a couple jars and letting people smell it and, you know, whatever. And basically what I thought this, these cats doing in two different events, two different people was telling that person basically whatever they were looking at on the menu. You know what I mean? He had that beautiful sample there. And if they would go, hey, man, I want to grow out this X strain. And he'd be like, yeah, this is it right here. You know what I mean? And they'd be like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah I want a pack of that. And I'd fucking just look go, that's fucking shitty right there, dude. I can't, I can't believe that kind of slide of hand would go on. There's no reason for that shit, to be honest with you. But it's, I've seen it with uh, it, clones, too. People just change the clone name or this or that. And it's just like, dang, dude, what are you doing, man? So, do you do all your testing yourself? To be honest, uh, with, I'm just curious. I do test everything myself, but the problem with that is, you know, I uh, it's in my environment and how I do it. So, obviously, you know, I keep things as best as possible. So, what I like to do is um, send out some packs to, like, random people and just all over and just see how they do with it. And then, uh, you know, things like that. So, that way, I can kind of get, like, like, you know, I have an outdoor guy greenhouses i got a guy who's like in tents i got a guy who's like you know warehouse so like between those three right there i get to see like a wide spectrum i appreciate that and one of the reasons i was asking was because you know testers play a big part in, in breeding as well as trying to unfortunately find quality testers can be just as big of a problem you know, and sometimes it's, you know, you know, I, you know, like some of these right here, I, I put them in hands of people that like weren't that great and had a lot of problems. So that way I could see if they had problems with them and stuff and everything turned out great, but man, they suck at pictures and everything. So, you know, that's another thing too. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's a battle. <laughs> Well, the again, one of the, the shitty, uh, again, again, I have to, I have much love for the uh, cannabis community, but there's always, and it always seems to be the same type of person, to be honest with you, and that's the, the money-dominated aspect, not the quality-dominated person. That usually seems to be, again, the sleight of hand, give me your money type thing. And this falls into the tester category as well. You know, as reliability of putting your you know, hard work into people's hands. And like you said, risking, you know, putting a fucking awesome, amazing fire strain in somebody's hand and then them turn around and going, oh, this is something else, cut only. You know what I mean? Right. They're, you know, I actually seen this firsthand when I've, I've talked to, I've said this story a lot. And that was the tester 
for ocean grown here in Michigan. Here in Michigan, no less. At fucking Clio Cup uh, was the first year fucking ninja fruit was available. And he had dealt out the testers. And it was their first drop here in Michigan at the cup. You know what I mean? Their first. So, and I happened to know, you know, Bader and the crew over there. And I was hanging out in the booth and we were running, doing the circle around Auto City, as I'm sure you know. And um, and we head around the, the track there and shit you not. As I said, first available seed drop here in Michigan, firsthand, be able to walk up and buy them. Here's a past tenor. Yeah, past tester with a booth, clone booth. And here's a full rag of Ninja Fruit fucking clones. Face to face with Ninja. First drop here in Michigan. So there is, you know, a little bit of hopefully respect and honor when you pass some seeds out that A, they'll get grown and B, they'll be held <laughs> responsibly until hopefully seed drop goes out and then some for a respectable time and then C, if the breeder would like to cut back of a pheno that you've, you know, discovered that, you know, if you're a quality enough person and tester that, you know, it gets flipped back. So I think, you know, as again, I've, <laughs> I did testing for a very long time for a lot of breeders. So all these ethics are something that I hold true and dear <laughs> in the cannabis and breeding, you know, side of things, you know, so shout out to you. And hopefully in your journey, you do, it sounds like you do already have a few quality testers, but you know, Thank you. as you deal them out, hopefully that you do get that kind of respect from oh, them lucky people and they do provide quality pictures oh yeah hopefully you notes <laughs> you just see the pictures i got back for the stands and then like i would throw some of myself and i was like dude what the heck was that and they'd be like man i just couldn't get good light i'm like dude go freaking take a take a branch outside real quick or you know get it under a light or whatever you know but you know you know i'm not i'm not gonna hate on everybody you know some of these guys are really old too and you know some of them are just really good at running stuff so you know i can't complain you know there's a whole thing and like you know what's a tester you know like is it somebody who what gets a free pack of gear before it drops and then like gives you feedback right so you know i all my testers they have to pay a fee whether they like it or not and they're perfectly fine with that because it's cheap they know it costs money to you know package it nice make it look good i throw you know a lot of my testers get free glass they get free merch they get they get more than they you know they you know they get a lot but um you know they get you know a lot of things with their benefits of you know and you know they make sure that i'm covered and you know it's a whole thing and then you know they get discounted pack you know i get a lot of testers that you know they'll test the gear and I only give them like two, three seats sometimes and maybe I'll do five and, you know, they'll do the test and they'll be like, dang, dude, I love that shit so much. Can I get a couple packs and, you know, I'll hook them up and I'm open. I got a couple people who've uh, taken my uh, packs and, you know, now they're breeding, you know, they were testers before and now they've been breeding and they're starting their own companies and they're using my gear to flag their whole company. It's cool. You know, uh, you know, it's all love. I love the fact that you brought up the the subtlety. Is it tester or is it freebie? To be honest with you, 
because in my opinion there is there should be a, uh, a progression there you know what I mean there in my opinion there is a difference between tester and freebie it should be tested and then you know after the testers have to say it should kind of go out as a freebie to kind of build things up and you know get a little taste help it helps and that doesn't have to be the natural progression of it but it's sure there i believe there is a difference i think that a lot of times if you just send them out as a freebie i think that uh they hit the drawer more times than not as either a collector or they don't take them as seriously because they were a freebie but it's you know that's just again my opinion it's it's true you know it's uh and that's you know a lot of people you know when i you know when they want to be a tester or whatever they hit me up you know yo i want to be a tester or whatever you know i tell them the whole lowdown and everything and then um, i let them really pick out the different strands so that way when they're getting their test they can like know it's something they want to run and um I'll throw in some other things that, you know, I'll want them to test if they're, if they're interested. If not, I'd probably hit the drawer. And, you know, that's cool and all. I've, uh, I definitely, you know, did the other thing, you know, where I was trying to, you know, do my testing, like, you know, do it as a free thing on the pack and nobody would be growing up. And I'd be like, man, what the fuck's happening? And then, you know, like a year or two would go by, somebody would actually end up popping it. And then, you know, they'd be like, holy crap, these are the bees memes. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, man, I'd hit the drawer those whole, that whole line, you know? <laughs> You know, actually, there should be a little bit of phase there, too. There's been a couple of times I've had a couple of bumps with uh, uh, breeders. <laughs> Me and Med Grower, another Michigan awesome dude, great breeder, dumping lots of knowledge out there. Uh, I've ran pretty much everything that Med Growers put out. A lot of them I've had... A skunk beard I named. Uh, I have one that you know. I actually ran that one first and named that strain. But there's been a couple of times. Uh, Primal Punch. I was blessed to have firsthand, and both were like ready at the market point of, uh, or I shouldn't say market patient availability scale at the same time. <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny because right. I was uh, DMing and they were going, man, they are fucking loving the primal up here in Flint. He was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. I barely have my flower out yet. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but it was a good thing. It was a good right. thing. And then uh, when he dealt me out the, my last round of testers, I got the uh, smash cake, uh, the, 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 what's it, the smash cake, the garlic punch, and the biscotti times primal. And I had dropped the, the smash cake with, uh, before I had it public, before anybody else had it. He had just dropped his seedlings. It was that fresh. And he was like, hey, damn it. <laughs> that wasn't the one you were supposed to start with. That one's like not even talked about yet. Don't show that shit. So I had to grow it out the whole first round and not like IG it or nothing because nobody else knew about it besides me or him. <laughs> but it's like, you know, make that's good. Yep. 
you got to tell me that when you send me the testers. If there's right. a drop list, you right. got to tell me. Because <laughs> I went ball, I actually dropped, I went balls in too. I was like, I dropped the two out of three right, right away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I went, hmm, I got some room. I'm dumping these. And he was like, slow down one at a time, one at a time. I run it. But the uh, thing is, like, it's not going to spread itself. So, you know, you, you, as a breeder, you can, you know, what's your focus to spread that line? Are you making multiple lines? Or, like, how are you going about it? For me, I'm always making lines. So I need everybody to just run it with it and, you know, have fun with the stuff once it's in their hands, you know? Right on. Well, I'm just kind of checking in with you. We are getting uh, like into the wee hours. How you hanging in there? Have you had fun? Would you oh, be willing yeah. to come back? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, if you're ever uh, you know have other any other breeders or anything going on, definitely have them back. I do have to cut short here and leave soon, but um, I'm trying to push it out. But it's uh, it's been hard. <laughs> I, uh, I oh no worries, brother. Because actually. Uh, usually, like I told you, I usually do the wormhole, but since we're so, you've, we've had a great episode. I love these episodes, by honest with you, when we go the full distance, because it just kind of shows what great person I've had on the other end and what great night it's been that I don't leave room for the, the wormhole. It used to be the rabbit hole, now it's the wormhole. But it's always been like an extra filler type right. episode you know the spotlight's always been where it's been at for me and it's been an awesome one so in this case if it falls short i'm not so worried about it because i got a shit ton of trimming going <laughs> and and shit has to be done so it wouldn't if you if we fall short it's not gonna hurt my feelings at all but i've you know i have had a fucking amazing time but there is before we wrap it up and again, I'm not rushing you off because I, you are great company. Huh. Hey, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was cool. What are you trimming? Well, tonight it will be... Oh, shit. Actually, I have to get up to look. Huh. Um, it will be some of that smash cake. It's what's ready back there. Okay. Is what's next on the trim list. Nice. And there's some other junk back in the other tent. And it's some of the ones that's been ran, so it's like not on the it's not on the calendar. Yeah. It's just done. Yeah. To my life. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> and uh so you know as we talked about earlier, I gotta give you the spiel, even though we went pre-show about this, I gotta give you the spiel nonetheless. <laughs> So since you have done the uh, whole, came on, done the spotlight, and properly introduced yourself to the community, um, I would appreciate it if you did keep the Zoom number, tuck it aside, and you know, use it as your leisure. Don't feel like you have to be invited. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to be about breeding. It could be like just a cool moment. You know what I mean? Right. That you want to come hang out because sometimes sometimes the wormholes get a little squirmy, get a little weird sometimes. That's why they used to be the rabbit hole, by the way. But the rabbit hole guy, it, it was like one of those things, like when you buy a new car and then you fucking see a new car everywhere. That's what it got to be with the rabbit hole. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Once I started doing the rabbit hole, man, I've seen that phrase like everywhere. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. And it just happened. It, it was a weird progression. It happened on a certain episode with Green 13. So there, it was a weird progression. Right. Where right. It's at now. I mean, as it is. And, you know, but nonetheless. Right, right. I mean, it's awesome, man. You've done a good job of bringing it all together and you know, having fun with it. I can see that everybody in the comments has been having a great time. It's it's, it's beautiful. I'm glad to hear it's uh it's uh, working well and everybody's having so much fun with it. I, I sure did. I was really happy that a uh, you know, uh, uh, mutual buddy there was able to get me here. And uh, you were so great about being a host and, uh, you know, uh, putting up with me talking my ass off. <laughs> Oh man, I've enjoyed it. And I'm think I'm glad that you were referred, man. It's not easy. And again, if you know another great person that you'd like to see spotlight, be sure to let me know because I do this every night. And you know, finding awesome people to spotlight isn't necessarily always easy. So I'm glad for the amazing referral. So I'm glad it worked out both sides. But you know, I back back to the wormhole there and then your invitation to that is again it doesn't have to be about breeding sometimes we are definitely talking serious cannabis sometimes it could be breeding related hey, sometimes it it's talk. psychedelics yeah, and sometimes <laughs> it's on psychedelics so it could be a little weird some nights <laughs> and some nights it goes psychedelics full conspiracy theories and some of that that's actually my favorite wormhole right there is when <laughs> shit yeah. kind of goes off handle everybody's smoking going no 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 that shit I mean, that's my favorite I mean, wormhole. It's quite a time frame we'll start there <laughs> so you know open invitation don't sure. feel it has to be about breeding. If it just happens to be a cool moment and you're tuned in and you want to be a part of it, fucking roll that shit up, get your dabs ready, and fucking log on is my sure. uh, invitation. Sounds good to me. You know, that is awesome. You know, I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I like how this is all set up. You guys do a, an awesome job. You guys make it all fun. The other thing I'd like to get from you before you go is, you know, might be corny whatnot but i collect these and when i i've been quite busy lately so i've been a little bit lax on releasing these sound bites but in a way i think it's good to be honest with you that they're not immediately released because when they do get released on instagram and when wherever i release them that it's a reminder you know what i mean if I release it tomorrow, everybody knew this happened. You know what I mean? But if right. I re release it in a month from now, they go, wow, that was a cool one. I need to go back and check that shit out. Right. So basically, this is an old school like radio type sound bite, uh, much like you'd hear on any other radio station where the artist comes on and identifies hey i'm on fucking 105.6 whatever but in this app in this instance all completely your words not mine your version because it will be as i said somewhat of a commercial for your episode basically in a nutshell the minimum what i'm looking for canifari in this sound bite is 
something along the lines of, hey, this is Canifari, and I'm on fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 357. Whatever follow next is your words, not mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Please make it your own. Put your flair into it. You can put shout outs into it. Check me out at Buddha, Buddha, your website, your Instagram. It's all yours. It's your soundbite. But uh, please, that's what I'm looking for, my friend. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks, man. I uh, really enjoyed the night. You know, I really enjoyed having uh, you having me. Uh, so what? Here's my little intro. I'm uh, Canafari, and uh, thanks for having me on uh, fucking talking shit with Eagle Show. <laughs> what episode? Three fifty-seven. Three fifty-seven. It was an awesome uh, night. Uh, my, uh, you know, Instagram is Canafari. Uh, website is Canafari.com. Um, we just uh, roll with it as we go, and uh, thank you guys for uh, having me. It's been a pleasure, and thank you for that soundbite, man, and those nice words. Uh, I did really had a lot of fun with this conversation tonight, and I'm looking forward to uh, hearing more from you. And uh, again, it's nice to hear that there's some fucking fire genetics being put out there, some quality work being done by uh, you guys. And uh, Much respect to you guys for that. And thank you. Thank you for spreading some out to the community here, the people, the folks that uh, watch tonight. That's uh, pretty awesome of you, too. And not mandatory. Not mandatory for any time you log on, man. If you want to come on and spread some love at any point, some shit you want to drop, you're more than welcome to log. And then, yeah, that's it. That's what I mean, too. Any Anything that you want to, yeah, wormholes are great for that pop on hey man i got some shit i want to spread some love you're always welcome to do that at any time here so thank you again no problem no problem man the comments have been great thank you guys all for being a part and watching this you know you guys made it fun too you know eagle you're a great host and uh, i really love the show thank you guys thank you uh again thank you for participating in this thank you for your time it's the most valuable thing we got, man. And uh, get some rest. <laughs> get some rest. I'll go ahead and, uh, you know, um, end this thing out. But, man, I did have a lot of fun and uh, much respect to you. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and log it out. You can just uh, go ahead and hit end if you'd like. If you'd like to stick around to the very end, be more than welcome but uh uh thanks again to you canafari uh the people that watch tonight much appreciation and respect to you guys as you guys know the routine i will fire this back up briefly for the shout outs uh you guys know the deal i cannot go a night without the shout outs man much respect to you much respect kind of awkward Goodbye with Ken Afari there as I look back. But uh, hopefully he's still listening uh, because he did make the shout-outs list as well from uh, hanging on and doing his story tonight. But I am going to end this so I can rock out and do the shout-outs and get to work. <laughs> but as you know, I can't do the shout-outs without a little bit of music. So 
That is the end of 357. Please give me a minute to stretch, get something to drink. I will log on through 4357.5. Shout outs. I'll see you guys in a minute. Love you guys. Thank you for watching up to this point. If you don't log on for the shout outs, I completely understand for not coming on and listen to me battle a bunch of great people's names, but they deserve it. So that's the end of 357. You guys know the deal. This is the end of your journey. Please get some rest. This is the beginning of your day. Please make it a prosperous, awesome day. Most importantly, do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness. Do save lives. I'm a living, breathing example of that. I will see you guys in a few minutes. Thank you guys for tuning in. Much love, respect to all you guys. I will see you in a minute.